0: I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the host, Five Small Stones, and you're listening to the gentleman known as Brother Seth. You can call me Brother Seth. That's good enough. I want to thank everybody for stopping by, those that are here early. Some of you are already in the chat room. Those on the phone lines, thank you for being early. We always appreciate that. However, I am going to give some friends of mine a little bit more time. So what I'll do is I'll play a little clip by MLK. So it will give us an additional two minutes, and then we'll go ahead and start the show. We'll jump right in, folks, tonight. A lot of things to talk about as usual. So let's give uh, our friends just a couple more minutes uh, by way of listening to the MLK. Um, I played this clip last week. Some of y'all seem to like it. I know I love it. Uh, anyway, here's MLK reminding us about some things.
1: I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Yes, sir. Somebody's asking how long will prejudice blind the visions of men. I come to say to you this afternoon, however difficult the moment,
2: yes, sir.
1: however frustrating the hour, it will not be long. No, because truth crushed the earth will rise again. Yes, sir. How long? Not long.
3: Yes, sir. Because
1: no lie can live forever. Yes, sir. sir. How long? Not long.
3: How long?
1: Because you shall reap what you sow. Yes, sir. How long? on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne. Yes, Yet that scaffold sways the future, yes, behind the dim unknown standeth God within the shadow, keeping watch above his own. How long? How long? Not long. Yes, because the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Yes, How long? Not, not long? not long. Because my eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. Yes, He's traveling out the business where the Yes, sir. Yes. He's loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword. Yes, sir. His truth is marching on. Yes, sir. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never call retreat. Yes, sir. He is tipping out the hearts of men before <laughs> his judgment seat. Yes, sir. Oh, be swift my soul to answer him. Be jubilant my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory hallelujah. Yes, Glory, hallelujah. Yes, Glory hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. Glory hallelujah. This
0: too is marching on. All right, all right. When someone asks a question. Well, how long? And McKay responds, and I say moki okay. I probably should be more politically correct and say Martin Luther King Jr., says, not long, not long. Again, folks, welcome to another episode. This is Five Smooth Stones coming at you. This is the host, and this is the show we have on Tuesdays. Five Smooth Stones offer three different shows a week. Um, Tuesdays we have race matters. Then on um, Thursday, you excuse me, I'm chewing a little bit. I'm I sure y'all picked it up. Then on Thursday we have New World Order Watch side to what we talk about, what is going on for sure, for sure. In the real world, I mean the, um, not just the natural realm, but we include the spiritual realm. Everybody it with the spiritual. Realm. Everything I meant to say started out in the spiritual realm. There's nothing that ever hit the planet that didn't start out first in the spiritual realm. Every thought, every concept, every motive, every intangible expression first is spiritual before it becomes natural. And only when we understand the spiritual realm can we understand what happens in the natural. But now, what happens in the natural is real. And in your face as well, and there is something called a new world order, a group of men trying to take over the world in an ungodly manner, used of Satan. And we just try to get the masses of people to know that in the scheme of things, they are two pawns in the game, the Most High is fulfilling his will. Upon various nations that he had said uh, he would judge in end time. end And these men, unaware, are fulfilling the purposes of the Most High. Simple and plain. So we go into that a whole lot deeper than we just did on Thursdays. And then on Sundays we have right now a family show that when school starts, is going to change into another show. Some of y'all are excited about that, I'm sure. Uh, So Sunday shows, which is now devoted to my family, We'll go into a third topic show. In other words, right now we're dealing with racism on Tuesdays, Thursdays. We deal with the New World Order. On Sunday, we'll deal with something else. I know it won't be my family, just my family. It'll be extended past just my family. Maybe we'll do a show where all families can get involved or something. Okay, so Sunday should be interesting. All right? So, anyway... I'm glad to see everybody. Uh, Like I said on time, those of you that are in the chat room already, those of you on the phone lines already, remember if you have a question in the chat room, please press, I mean, please type in your question and put question marks before and after where to stand out so I'll see it because I'm I'm looking back and forth at the phone lines in the chat room and don't always see those questions y'all put out there. So, the question marks before and after the question. All right. Before I begin, I always forget a few things, and I'm, I'm trying to be more of a professional with doing this little blah. I want to remind everybody that I do not um, close the windows of opportunity for people to give that want to be a blessing to this, to Five Smooth Stone. Lots of you have expressed, not a lot, but there's been some people that express wanting to give. Please, if you want to, uh, in any way, sponsor one of these shows, that thirty nine dollars a month. And want anybody want to say, brother Seth, I want to be a blessing to you, man. Every week you come on with the truth, and you just want to help out. Please uh, feel free to let me know. Do not send a message to Blog Talk Radio. Send it to my email, Seth Stones. I am in the process of setting up a pay, PayPal account on the website, but right now we don't have that because we're just not about money. I mean. We just not. Y'all know me. I haven't really been about but I don't think it's a wise thing. It may be um, you know, it may look like a humble thing to do, but it's not a wise thing to do. If people want to be a blessing, you should let them be a blessing. So again, anybody want to sponsor a show or a couple of shows for however long you can do that, just call me, uh or email me at Seth S. E. T. H. Stones at Yahoo. Let me know that and I will make it happen. All right, we can just do a PayPal account. Now, anybody want to advertise on the show? It's been a while since we had advertising, and we have a lot of people now listening, and this is an excellent way to get out uh, to several hundreds of people a week. I know uh, since August 1st, we've been doing really good. We've advertised to 1,500 people uh, since August 1st, and that's a lot compared to what we was doing. So a lot of people listening and get exposed to these shows. If you want to advertise, not a problem. We can do that. And just let me know again by going to Seth Stones at yahoo.com and leaving me a voice now. Or you can go to the website. The website that I keep talking about, um on my blog talk we have an additional website. It's at the bottom of the uh uh this the, the reminder that was sent to you if you're on Facebook, I sent a message out to everybody at the bottom of the show's description. If you just look at if you're listening looking at, listen to the show right now, move to the bottom of the show's description, you'll see a website. Go to their website www. dot five smooth songs. Spell it out, no numbers. Five smooth songs. dot webs. w e b s. dot webs. dot com. repeat. www. five smooth dot webs. dot com. And go there, join the site, please. If you don't, I'm not. You know going to do a giving, whether or not you give it now. Join the site, give us your email or any email address and some screen name you want to use. And you can listen to this show on the site. You can do several things on the site. And I know I haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of the site, but I have did go and do several things over the last two weeks. And so there's a few different things uh, on the site. So if you've been, it's been a while since you've been, I wanna check it out. We got music now and a bunch of other stuff that we can have. uh, Earlier intro music, that is. So check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. Okay? Please, if nothing else, just join the site where we can have your number and email address, excuse me, and then we can uh, communicate that way. Iron, sharp, and iron. I know y'all have a lot of things to give me, and I have a lot of things to give y'all with regards to these five topics we talk about all the time that we call five new songs. Okay? So please do that. Also, my library. Library is on the front page, the blogtalkradio.com slash five underscore, that's the number five, number five underscore, smooth underscore, let me say it again, I said that wrong, five blogtalkradio.com slash five, the number five, underscore, smooth underscore, stones. If you go to that site, which you should be there now if you listen to me online, move down to the very bottom of the description. You should see a link. It should end with a link to the library. Go there, and y'all will see all of the books, not all of them, but a good a portion of the books that have blessed me over the years, okay? And will be a blessing to you as well. Folks, tonight is open forum. Open forum. What does that mean? That means whatever's on your mind, Whatever you want to talk about, that's what we're talking about. I will ask that you do something for me, and then just try to be spiritual. Try to be spiritual. Try to, tonight, engage in a very meaningful way. Let's put our egos aside and just try to really talk about some things that are happening in our world to try to make this world a better place. I want to personally thank, thank every single one of y'all for even tuning into this show. Anybody listening to Five Smooth songs this time of night is not your typical person looking for their ear to be tickled or looking for some pleasurable subject. At least I don't think so. I think you're looking for something. Everybody can't. Handle these kinds of shows What we want to do with racism We want to talk about the origin of white skin The origin of black skin How there's no race based upon color and Leviticus 13 leprosy and, and, white, and just all the stuff we talk about On these shows You know, everybody don't want to talk about The New World, or the One World Government new, uh, The uh, Federal Reserve And all the different shows we've dealt with Everybody don't want to do it It's just too some people say it's too negative, too gloomy. They want to live. They want to live a long life. They don't want to hear nothing about nothing coming up on the earth. They don't want to hear nothing about no evils. They just want to know and believe that man, mankind is good, uh, that they mean well in the end, that we're gonna win against all the ills of society. And they just don't really want to hear any problems. A lot of people like that. So why are you listening to the show tonight? Some of y'all are listening to get more knowledge. Some of y'all are listening to give knowledge. Whatever you're doing, I just ask, please, that you not waste my time tonight and be on the ego. And I'm going to do the same and not waste your time and just be trying to flaunt my ego. All right? When you come on the phone line tonight, please identify your name and where you're calling from and just share your heart, folks. Tonight is open forum. You listen to Five Smooth Stones. This is. Brother Seth. Tonight we want to keep it race related, but it is open. Okay, and I want to just open up this show by giving a definition of race. Open up the show by giving a definition of this popular word that we use called race. First, let me tell you what it's not. Well, how do I know? I know because everything I talk about on this show is what I call Bible-based. What is Bible-based? If ancient books don't record, uh, let me just say it another way. I look for people that have lived before me. Books that was wrote before me. I think when you're looking for truth, and again, we're asking the question, what is a race? What is a race? But I want to lay a foundation about truth first. Okay? We're asking the question, what is a race? All of us are about to be a racist. Or in for us to deal with racism, we gotta first know what is race. I mean, you know. Now, if I um, just go to the dictionary, yeah, that's a pretty common place to go to and try to um, get some knowledge. I go to the dictionary right now, and I type in the word race, which I'm doing it as I speak. All right. This is what it says. Just so y'all know, I'm not making this up, and I really am looking at the definition of race. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all hear, because you know when you go to dictionary.com, you can now get it, get the word spoken. Race. Did you hear that? This is what my computer. This is what uh, it says when I type on the word race. Listen.
4: Race. Race. Race.
0: Okay, so you know I'm at that site. I'm not making this up because that's yes, just the way you can get it said to you. All right, it says a contest of speed, as in running, riding, driving, sailing. That's really the truth, tell you the truth. Number two definition says races, a series of races, usually of horses, dogs. That's very true. But we're trying to get to race based upon uh, skin color. So let's go down to definition number three. Any contest of competition, especially to achieve superiority, the arms race, the presidential race. Okay, that's very true. Now you're going to understand more why we use it uh, based upon skin color because it truly is about a race. Definition number four, according to uh, www.dictionaryreference.com. reference. Dot com. Number fourth definition is urgent need, responsibility, effort, etc. As when time is short or a solution is imperative, the race to find an effective vaccine. All right, definition number five onward movement, an onward or regular course. All right? And watch this. I'm not gonna read all of these because make the long story short. Race as a verb is gonna always relate to uh, sports or some of the things I just mentioned. Race as a noun. Watch this. Race as a noun. Says a group of persons related by descent or hereditary or heredity, excuse me. A group of persons related by common descent or heredity. Number two, a population so related. Number three, according to anthropology, any of the traditional divisions of humankind. The commonest being the Caucasian, Mangaloid, Negroid, characterized by supposedly distinctive and universal physical characteristics no longer in technical use. All right, one more time. This is the anthropology definition of the word race. Any of the traditional divisions of humankind. Now notice they're saying dividing, divisions, dividing of humankind. Okay. Who authorized mankind to divide race based upon color? This is just people that seizing the power to define, and they have defined people based upon skin color. No word does it say in the Bible reference or any type of ancient historical records. This is just Europeans seizing the power to define, and they have re- have created a concept that the most high never acknowledged. Do we have to acknowledge it? Should we acknowledge it? I know we put online applications, we're always filling out forms that we have to uh pick pick a pick a spot. We have to pick a place. We have to pick a box. We have to put ourselves in some type of uh, divisiveness with regards to so called race. So one more time anthropology definition any of the traditional divisions of humankind, the commonness being the Caucasian, Mangalore, Negroid characteristics by supposedly distinctive and universal physical characteristics, no longer in technical use. And then B, that was A, B says an, F, an F arbitrary classification of modern human, sometimes especially formed based on any or a combination of various physical characteristics, skin, uh, color, facial form, eye shape, and now frequently based on such genetic marker, markers as blood groups. One more time, an, arbitrarily, an arbitrary classification of modern humans, sometimes, especially formerly, based on any or a combination of various physical characteristics as skin color, facial form, eye shape, and now frequently based on such genetic markings as blood groups. That was B. Here is C. A human population particularly, excuse me, a human population partially isolated reproductively from other populations whose members share a greater degree of physical and genetic similarity with one another, uh, which which another, let let me just start over here a human population partially isolated reproductively from other populations whose members share a greater degree of physical and genetic similarity with one another than with other humans okay and then for the fourth definition it says a group of tribes of people forming an ethnic stock uh, example the slavic the slavic race the slavic race okay again a group of tribes of people forming an ethnic stock. An example, the Slavic race. The fifth definition for the the noun race, race to noun, not race to verb, but race to noun, is any people united by common history, language, culture, traits, etc uh, for instance like the Dutch race. Okay? Oh, as you see, according to dictionary. dot com, uh, they have they whoever formed the dictionary have seized the power to define and creating something called race based upon color. You've heard things, um, uh, words like ethnic stock. You've heard the last thing I read was any people united, you know, common history, language, culture, traits. And, for instance, Dutch race These Things Does not happen in the Bible Yes, there was some commonness uh, With the different uh, groups of people In Genesis 10 But nothing to support What y'all just heard What you just heard me read So As a matter of fact, let's do some I've been quoting Genesis 10 a lot Let's go ahead and look at uh Let me look at the chat room real quick, make sure no hands are raised or nobody has a question because I don't want to ignore anybody. But uh, I want to look at Genesis 10 real quick, and then we're going to get into some more. We're going to go a little deeper in this. And uh, just remember, folks, we're not trying to offend anybody. We're just trying to um, do the most high's will and unite people. I believe that people would know the truth, the ultimate truth. I mean, I just believe that people do want truth. I don't think people want lies like some people think all oh, people don't want. I think people want truth. If they really know the most high said something, they would they would do it. I mean, people say, well, "You know the truth." I don't really know. You know, my wife got this saying, "If you know something, if you really know, know it." It'll change you. If you ain't changed, you really don't know it. You might say you know a thing. You might have once knew it, and when you knew it, it changes. But then you forget it, and you still know it in your head. You don't know it in your spirit. And so you're no longer acting a certain way. She believes that when you know something, you can't help but to change. I'm kind of the mindset, a little different, that sometimes people can know things and, uh, and just be rebellious. Um But, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I'm of the mindset. I'm I, I'm wrestling with that thought still because I do believe that you can know something in your spirit and know something in your head, two different experiences. How many times you've heard something all your life and then one day you you go, wow, oh, now I get it. And, you, and you're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, I've been knowing this for eons. Why am I excited over something I've been hearing for 20 years? Because you never knew it in your spirit. Two different experiences. Two different experiences. So tonight, folks, we're trying to we're going to talk about some race-related bunch of stuff, and it may be offensive to some black people, maybe it's offensive to some Hispanics, maybe offensive to some so-called white people. Now, all these names like Hispanic, black, white, Mexican. Mexican is actually more more uh, politically correct according to the scriptures, at least it's regional based than something like black and white. They don't have a that's not a region connected to it. You'll see. In Genesis ten, if you have I know this is not necessarily a Bible study, but if you you everybody would please quickly, 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 if you got a Bible, grab it. You gotta see this. I'm telling you, you you gotta see this. You gotta see Genesis ten. And, again, uh, if you don't have a King James Version Bible, no no problem. It should, it should, this should read universal because this is not that big of a, this is not controversial. So all the translations should say pretty much the same thing. But check this out. Genesis 10 is going to be where you would go to find out the different um, tribes, the different uh, people. Uh, let's see here. Y'all bear with me here. Okay, Genesis ten. I'm not gonna read all this. At first I was, but I think I'm just gonna take a rain check on it. But these are all of so called races. But it don't it don't really use the word races. These are people this is the only time you're gonna see the most high dividing people that I know of in the scriptures. Some of y'all Bible scholars can correct me, but I don't think there's another place in the Bible uh, so broke down as Genesis 10 is regarding the sons of Noah. I don't think no other place is going to break down in the Bible people based upon uh, dividing people based upon nationality or nation, nationality. I don't think you're going to find it nowhere in the whole Bible more uh complete than Genesis ten. Now and from my understanding, again you can correct me, I'm not no uh I have the Holy Spirit of course, and the most high definitely speaks to me like he speaks to you. The Bible said the spirit of the most high has been poured out upon all flesh. Uh, and I do believe the Holy Spirit is speaking. But I, according to my research, have not found more than 70 nations. There's 70 nations. Even though people take a tank and a bunch of men and a bunch of AKs and go take a land from this dictator, that dictator, most I don't acknowledge all that. Now we have over 200 nations. Uh, But in reality, there's only, only 70 nations. The word race The word race The word R-A-C-E Is not ever used in the Bible Based upon color I'm going to say it again The word race The word race R-A-C-E Is not used in the Bible Ever Based upon color Race or people based upon color It's used in Psalms 19 and 5 Please, please ask these 9 and 11 1 uh, Chronicles 9:24, And Hebrews 12 and 1 but it's talking about a race you run, not people, okay? Just so we know that. But if you look at Genesis 10, now these are the generations. Genesis 10 and 1 I'm reading, King James Version Bible. Now these are the generation of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. There was no J in Hebrew, so we know that that was Japheth. So that it'll read like this. Now these are the sons, excuse me. Now, these are the generations, generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, or some say Shem, Ham, and Japheth, which we know to be Japheth, and unto them were sons born after the flood, and unto them were sons born after the flood. Japheth, which some people erroneously believe is the father of the white race, which is ludicrous, is not, I'm not saying people are stupid, but Japheth was a very dark-skinned man. Noah was a very dark-skinned man. Shem was a very dark-skinned man. Ham was a very dark-skinned man. Noah and his three sons were all people from the dust of the earth. Have proof. Watch this. The sons of Yaafet or Japheth was Gomer, Magog, Madia, Yaphin (not Javin, but Yavin), and Tubal, Meshek, and Tar, Okay, that was the sons of Yaafet or Japheth. Now the next scripture, verse three, goes into who. His sons, their children, okay? So let's just skip verses 3, verses 4, uh, and then verse 5 says, By these were the isles of the Gentile divided into their lands, even one after his tongue, after their families in their nations. One more time. Genesis 10 and 5, by these were the isles of the Gentiles. That's talking about Japheth or Japheth and all of his sons. Then it goes off into how many kids his sons had. And then verse 5 says, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided into their land, everyone after his tongue, after their family families in their nations. It's weird that Japheth or Japheth had the fewest amount of people. Now, Ham, which I'm not going to read, just want to give you all a little sample. Ham and uh, Shem had a lot more children. If Japheth, or Japheth, or Japheth, was white, like a lot of y'all preach and teach, with Ham and Shem having more sons than Japheth, or Yapheth, Now I'll say Japheth because most of y'all, that's what y'all know it by. If, well, you know, if he did have fewer sons than Ham and Shem and there was a lot of mixing going on, if they were white, they won't be after the mixing. Simple and plain. I'm going to say it again. If they were white, they won't be after the mixing. And you have to remember, in these times, white skin. And I'm going to warn y'all, it's going to sound a little racist, but Brother Seth, y'all should know me from all this time, months and months of doing these blogs. I ain't got time for no racism. I ain't got time to be putting down no white people. I have no beef with white people. My beef is with the world, the flesh, and evil spirits. These are the only enemies that we really have in ignorance and deception. So... I'm just out here spitting truth. as best I know how. If you see where I falter, please pull my coattail by way of typing in a chat. Say, Brother Seth, you know, uh, I, I disagree with you on that. I disagree with you on that. Uh, and tell me why. Let's, let's use, let's just talk about the word, about the word, and let's keep it biblical-based. All right? So if you have a problem with the Bible, let me know that too. All right? Now, there was no such thing, folks, as a race based upon white skin or dark skin. It just wasn't. Skin wasn't even an equation at all. I just read to you all the sons of uh, uh, Japheth. Noah had more sons. Shem had even more. Ham actually had the most, and then Shem, and then uh, Japheth. And there was a lot of mixing going on. There's no way, even if Japheth was white, that his seed would have continued to be white. Not to mention, y'all forget something very, very simple. If Japheth was white, and Shem and Ham, y'all say, were black, what color was Japheth's wife? Then what color, what was the hue? What was the skin description of Jason white, wife? Because if she was a black woman and they had children, that children would cease to have been white, and you would end the white race right there. It just don't make sense. We need to quit forcing this extra plate at the table. White skin, white skin has its origins in albinoism and vitiligo white skin has its origin from people of color it's people with hue with pigmentation most i said i'll make men out of the dust of the earth i don't know why we don't think that that dust that we look at every day has absolutely nothing to do with brown skin how we can be so foolish and be so full of self-hatred to look at a planet that's basically 90 percent well not counting the water now, I'm talking about the land. It's, it seemed like, what, 70% brown and the rest green? I mean, there's a lot of brown. For us to look at that brown and not associate that with the brown we see in the mirror is crazy. And I said this before, I'm going to say it again tonight. I love all people. I say that more than anybody on Block Talk Radio. I know I do. I say that more than anybody on Blog Talk Radio. As much as I love all people, you can look outside your window and you will see all kind of stuff that look like dark skinned people or what we call today black people. The whole planet look like them. But you can look out your window and look at somebody else's window. And look at the wonders of the world, and and look at the fly all over the world. You will never ever see any dust, any dirt, any sand anywhere looking like white skin. I'm gonna say that again. You can fly all over the world. You can look wherever your heart desires you to look. You will never see any place, anywhere, the color of white skin. Now, is that points for the black man? No, I'm bigger than that. Don't belittle this. I'm so much above that, far eons away from that. This is not a time for black people to celebrate. The only thing black people can do, so-called black people, is just understand that there is value to what others have lied and tried to say has no value. That's all I want us to get out of this. The Most High, for whatever reason, people, made his business to create his man from the dust of the earth and then said everything was to reproduce after His time. Now I want to take a little short break here and say something because I know a lot of people, a lot of my friends that are Bible scholars, Say this very often, brother Seth, Suppose you're right. Suppose the, the Most High reached down, got that clay, and literally formed us. And you're right, we were made directly from that brown dirt. And that's why we're brown. That's why when we die, everything goes back to the brown color. What does got to do with life? What does got to do with my bills? What just got to do with my kids got to go to school next week? What just got to do with my bill that's going to be late on time? Or whatever. My husband, my job, the stress I feel, the movie I'm looking at. You're talking about something that don't matter. Let me tell you something, my friends. This revelation is so badly needed right behind you, need oxygen because self hate is causing brown skinned people every day to take away folks from the planet where they can't get their next breath because of this self hate. I' it sound kind of extreme. Somebody don't like their skin color and they go kill somebody. No, it's not quite that simple. People that rule our world don't understand who we are as a people. And they listen to other people that do know who we are, that's full of anger and jealousy and malice towards the Most High. And they tell these wicked lies about this people all over the world because they don't understand why the Most High would chose them. Not necessarily chose them based upon skin color, just why the Most High would make his man out of the brownness of the earth. And it's because all their life they've been taught that white is right. They've been taught that white should rule. They've been taught you're better than those guys down the street. They've been taught all of these wicked things. And then when truth comes around, they are so high on their horse, and the fall from where they're at to reality is so great, they just cannot bring themselves to believe this truth so they're mad at the most high they have bitterness against the most high and they darn sure show have bitterness against this people because they feel like the most high some kind of way is dissing them because he didn't make man first from white dirt or you know he didn't make man first white This is called white supremacy. It's just one of the many lies that powerful white people put out there to derail a whole planet. And what these lies do is they separate people from the most high. It separates people from the most high. People don't, people see the most high, I'm talking about a lot of non-white people, and even a lot of white people do too. They see the most high as a person that is constantly beating up on non-white people. They look at African because Africa has been crawling for so long, they feel like nothing good can come out of Africa, not knowing that Africa is grandma and grandpa. Everybody come from mama, grandpa, and grandma. Everybody. That's our home. That's humanity's home from grandpa grandma grandpa and grandma's house, we all grew up as nations and we began to scatter throughout the nations and that came from the Tower of Babel. Okay? So we began to scatter among the planet. So it all started with this so called black man, black woman so-called, but it really wasn't called black. When you say the word black, it's a whole lot of stuff connected with that, and I don't really like the term black people, black, black man, black woman. It's got a whole lot of negative things attached to it and a whole lot of undue glory, a whole lot of things attached to black people that give them more glory, like they're super superior physically. I don't know about all that. I don't know. I really don't because then every once in a while you'll see a white person with these same physical characteristics, and then you'll go, uh oh, duh. So when truth is truth, it's going to stand no matter what. I don't have time for lies. You shouldn't either. Truth of the matter is the most high made man out of the dust of the earth, and eventually his man began to sin. And when his man and woman began to sin, different things start happening to the body. They go They start going too tall, too short. Women start not being able to produce children, which is one of the primary reasons they're here. One of the, one of the primary reasons they're here. Men start losing hair, and yes, mankind start losing pigmentation. So one could argue very intellectually and be biblically sound that if we did not ever sin, we would not ever have white skin. We're the same people. We come from the same mommy and daddy. And when sin entered the picture, we begin to lose the ability to produce pigmentation. Pigmentation. And as we produce, uh, begin to lose pigmentation, we lost pigmentation in our hair. This is where blonde hair comes from. This is where red hair comes from. And this is even where brown hair comes from because initially it was just black, just black, black hair. All hair comes from black. Y'all think I'm kidding. Talk to your local uh Anyone in the hair business? I've already went to the researches. I've already knocked on doors, asked questions. People that do hair. How do you, you know, how do y'all make hair all these different colors? And they always talk about how the process of, of of bringing all the different colors from black is very complicated because black has everything inside of it. So does black pupils. There are people with black. There are people with black pupils. These is the origin. This is the original traits of man, I believe, has to be. Everything come from. I mean, if you had two people to go out with blonde hair, there's no way in the world they can produce dark skin. There's no way in the world they can produce dark hair. There's no way they can produce dark eyes. There's no way in the world thick, thin bone structure, people with thin bones uh, could produce people with thick bones. So this is how we know that Adam and Eve have to have been People very dark. Now, I do believe that the sun plays a part and can get you darker. I'm not crazy, but I don't believe because you go in sunless conditions, like scientists have argued, that you can lose your pigmentation. Let me tell you something very quickly. I'm going to kill that theory. I'm going to look at a clock. I'm going to kill that theory, and you will never ever use it again in less than one minute, starting right now. Here's a theory. Here's the truth as to how that is foolishness. They say that when you're in silence condition, it's to produce white skin. Well, explain it. How come where there are very dark-skinned people, even near the equator, they're producing babies with blonde hair, blue eyes, no pigmentation whatsoever on the skin, the hair, or the eyes? That was in 20 seconds. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all didn't get it and I'm going to probably say it again and do it in less than uh, one minute. Again, if being in the sun with no sun, like Europe, they say this is how you produce white skin, how is it that people living on the equator, the hottest part of the planet, is producing blonde hair, blue eyed, no pigmentation in the skin, no pigmentation in the eyes, and we don't even need to bring up, animals, albino, albinism in animals that have absolutely positively nothing to do with the sun. And we can bring up something called leucism, L-E-U. I think it's C-I-S-M, leucism, leucism. It means the same thing when plants have no colors. You ever seen a white tree? It'll blow you away when you see it. Every plant on the earth eventually will produce a, a plant that has no color. Why does the earth do this? You'll never see a research on this. You'll never probably see it. If you do, let me know. If you do, let me know. <laughs> They're going to say there ain't no cure to alpinism. They, they don't even talk about leucism. The truth of the matter is, folks, it's real simple it's sin, it's just sin. Back in biblical times, prophets used to curse people white. Again, black people, please let me talk to you. This is not a time for y'all to go trying to throw a party because these are you. This is not white against black. We've created this fictitious race based upon color. The only time the most have divided mankind was based on a region. There's only seventy seventy different regions. Excuse me. Seventy different people. Seventy different different, different ethnic uh roots we can tra- trace that back to. Let's see what well, we got a some little someone made a comment in the um, chat room. Rick from Newcastle. Uh, do anybody else wanna comment in the chat room? Feel free to comment. I'm not you say whatever you want. This is a show where I'm very lenient. I lay back and let you say whatever you want. Tell me off. Agree with me. But if you do tell me off, give me reasons why. But Rick said, I would watch about the one of the – what do say? I would watch about the one anyway. One of the primary reasons women are here is for having children. Okay, let's see what he saying. Okay, <laughs> you want to say I completely agree uh, with that, and it's not sexist, insulting at all, but today society will crucify you for making such a sexist comment. I didn't say women are here. I, I do think it's one of their primary reasons. I do think so. Remember, women weren't even made. Women weren't even created. women got to get over this, and it's made it. Excuse me. It's mainly Americans. It's Western thought. Europeans, mainly white people. And I just we need to just go on and say with so people people from European descent. Okay, this is the new people. People that come from uh Europe. Alright? Now, again, you can't base them being a race because There are the same looking people living in India with very dark skin, and uh, they have babies that come out with the same kind of hair as white people. White people have the same kind of hair as them, I should say, they're older. And the same, whites have the same nose as them, the same lips as them, and you cannot tell up is a a, uh, Pakistani white person, excuse me, a Pakistani albino or Indian albino from a white person. Y'all laugh at me when I say that, but go online and look it up. You won't be able to see it. When you do see a white person that's an albino, uh, albino, excuse me, an Indian or Pakistani person that's an albino, you won't know you're looking at a white person. I mean, you won't know. You you won't even know that it's a Pakistani you're looking at. It's the craziest thing. Go check it out. I've been saying it for years. I mean, I've been because everybody would say, "Oh, Seth, you and this, uh, uh, this this sounds so racist. that white people come from albinos. Oh, you ever seen albinos from Africa? They don't look like white people. Their hair is so this and their hair is so that." Then I said, "Well, what do you have to say about Indians? What about Indians? Uh, they have the hair, you know. Again, yeah, white people have hair like them. White people have nose like them. White people have lips like them." What happened when an Indian, a dark, dark-skinned Indian, have an albino? It will blow you away when you see it. You will be trying to eat me, on me, like everybody else. There is none. There is no albino Indian, Pakistani people. When you find them, you won't know you found them because you're think you are a white person, and that is them. I did something funny. I put pictures. I'll go back into the archives, the five smooth stone. Look at the uh, the leprosy, the teachings on leprosy. I do believe albinoism and vitiligo is a type, one type, a type, one type of Bible leprosy. Not this thing we call leprosy today. And I know a lot of y'all are tripping on that and I I haven't forgot about Rick from Newcastle comment. I'm gonna get back to that in a second, but those of y'all because I, I always invite a lot of Christians to listen. When they hear leprosy, they mind go, oh, a number swords and all this. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I'm going to spend months talking about this. I'm going to say this real quick. In Leviticus 13 and 13, it talks about leprosy. And whatever it is, you say it's swords, I say it's white skin. The Bible says when you're covered from head to toe with whatever it is, then and only then are you clean. Clean means accepted. They don't have nothing to do with soap and water. Clean means accepted. In the Old Testament, the word clean, as far as the priest and uh, uh, being accepted and so forth, it meant the word clean means accepted. Okay, It's like when a woman they say, uh, if the Israelites see a dead person, they are unclean until the evening. If they just see a dead person, they cannot deal with no affairs of the temple until the evenings of the next day. So that's what this word claim means. It says when a, when you cover from head to toe, Leviticus thirteen and thirteen that's when you cover from head to toe with leprosy, this type of leprosy is a you. You, When it's all turned white, then you're clean. So if leprosy is sores and all that, how much sense would it make when the most? I say you're not clean when you have one source. You're clean when you've got thousands of them. that's all over your whole body. So it goes to show you what you're talking about don't make sense at all. Leprosy, a type of leprosy, one type of leprosy was nothing more than white skin. In the Old Testament people, white skin was a type, a plague. It was not a disease. We are not talking about nosy, we're talking about a plague. We're talking about a person that just simply loses their pigmentation, causing much embarrassment and, and much rejection in that society. That all it was. The people was to holler to the public. lepers in the Bible times was to cry out unclean, not because they had germs. Everybody say that. They lie and say that. No, they was declaring unclean, saying unaccepted. I'm not supposed to mingle with people. Don't come and mingle with me. I've been put out of the camp. I'm unaccepted. Israelites, some of y'all are priests, and you're supposed to do a certain thing with people, and you're supposed to do this. Don't come near me. I am i can't mingle with you. I know that sounds real, 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 real crazy. And I've been trying my best to explain as a way and run from this teaching because I first heard it, I thought it was the most racist thing I ever heard. And I begin to research and try to prove it wrong. My friend, why don't you do the same? And when you find it to be wrong, let me know. It'll be good news to me and I can preach something else. But I'm telling you, in Bible times, leprosy, a type of leprosy, one type of leprosy, of course, white skin. So this all ties into this subject of racism. No such thing as the white people, no such thing as black people. It's just people We're different. Skin pigmentation. The good news, folks, is Christ has come. Christ have come. Christ have come. Christ have come, and none of this matters. So, brother says, "Why are you talking about it?" I'm talking about it, and none of it matters in terms of 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 how the Father looks at you. Whether or not you can approach the holy things, like in the biblical times, yes, it did matter. But in the uh, since Christ, none of this matters now. It's all about the spirit. But we need to know this history because people with this dark skin have been told and brainwashed that they and it is cursed. People with dark skin, brown color people with pigmentation, is trying to, used to be worse than it is now, was trying to be white, trying to be something other. And I think to look at that Bible from now, on, listener, And just to think that from Genesis to Revelations, I mean Genesis to maps, is full of dust-colored people that possibly look like your uncle, your talking aunt, your father, but a little shorter. had a guy one time tell me this. He said, Seth, man, you don't really make me no different what color they were. I say, I hear you. Make, I'm serious. i not make no difference to me, man. I said, I didn't. I, to me, I said, black people are already proved it. No, we don't. We don't care what color Christ was. Especially in my house. I know in everybody else's house, but my house. My mama had all kinds of images of, of a white Jesus, and it didn't make us no difference. We worshiped. She we went to church every day. Didn't have no problem. Black folks had no problem. Some of us. Some of y'all still hang up these images. So we've proven over and over and over for many, many years that we could care less. We're more interested in what he did. We're more interested in why he came. We're more interested in what he offers. Black people have proven that. But you know who have not proven that yet? It's so-called white people, those in power especially, that have went around the whole world to make sure every page that's printed with the image of the Messiah looks like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed person. Y'all better listen to me tonight. I, Brother Seth, your Brother Seth, have been called to teach on this and other things. This is one of the five smooth stones. I'm not playing. The enemy ain't playing. He is trying to derail a whole people. He's got our kids so full of self-hate. We're so full of self-hate. I'm talking about the grown folks. And our society definitely disrespects the people of color, which is ran by uh, people that have very little pigmentation. Dr. Jewel Pookum, write this name down, please. Dr. Jewel Pookum, I'm going to type her name in the chat room right now. Dr. Jewel Pookum, Dr. Jewel Pookum. Her name is, I'm typing it right now for those in the chat room, Dr. J-E-W-E-L-Pookrum, P-O-O-K-R-U-M. She is a authority on melanin. This woman is a authority on melanin. On one of my previous shows, I played her audio clips, and many of y'all was blessed and still are blessed to this day have heard what this woman had to share about these properties that's in melanin. You will see why you never hear of nothing black good. You will understand the hatred that many of our white brothers and sisters have towards us because of melanin. You will understand why many of our white brothers and sisters cannot comprehend and wrap their mind around why the high would do such a thing. They take it as an offense. Why them, father? Why them, father? You will understand after listening to Dr. Jewel Pukum. This ain't no woman that's trying to preach no hatred. She's acknowledged throughout all the universities. Those that I have those that's not working in racism. The woman is just straight about science. And a melanin is, to hear the things, she talk about these different experiments they did with melanin. It, it just sounds like a woman making it up. It's unbelievable what Dr. Joel Pookum does in her presentation on melanin. Go to YouTube. Not now, of course. I would like you to keep listening to me. And me listening to you. Our dialogue we got going on here. But you've got to listen, folks, to what the Most High has put it in the earth and then covered that earth, covered his man, that spirit, with this earth. And for a prophet to look at you and to curse you and command those properties to cease to exist and you no longer can produce pigmentation is amazing, is amazing. You understand the hatred towards people of color. By the powers that be. Not the everyday white person that live across the street. They're just following the powers that be. they just miseducated. No, they don't know. They just want to be racist. Those I'm talking about the little people hollering, nigga. Yeah, Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, yeah they're racist. They put people to death on them. They sure do. That's racism. But no, the real racism is people that know who we are they know exactly what Dr. Jewel Pukum is saying because they have the kind of money to pay scientists to find out and see if the things she say be true. And those scientists come back and tell a boss, yes, it is true. And the hatred they feel and the rejection they feel from the most high and the hatred they feel and the rejection they feel from the most high and the hatred they feel and the rejection they feel from the most high. Black people, let me tell y'all something. You have never ever in your life you can never ever in your life understand what i'm about to say unless the most high reveals to you cause all your life black people so called black people african americans in specific but i'm talking about really even this this goes into africa this is just some dark skinned people do they they children we all have this connection with the most high we, we are told that we're going through this pain and processes because of who we are as a people, and that has humbled a lot of us and made us draw nigh to this being. And I can't say all white people don't understand. There are some white people that doing this, and there's some black folk that probably don't have a clue what I'm saying. That I, but I think the vast majority of, of people of color can understand what I'm saying. The vast majority of people that call themselves white don't understand. I know what I'm talking about. In my world, at least, this has been my experience. When you are dark skinned people, you go through some times on this planet because of the hatred and all the lies that I've been talking about tonight, and it brings you to a very humble state you You find yourself closer to the most high because you need him to survive more. I'm not saying that white people are atheists or anything like that. I'm just saying that when you are humbled by uh, small beginnings, it makes you more spiritual. Now watch this. A lot of our white brothers and sisters, again, we're all the same, people with less pigmentation. I should say people with less pigmentation. Because so many things have been handed down, and this is not all whites, I understand that, but even if you're not one that's been blessed with wealth, Oftentimes, you have an uncle or aunt that is and you can get opportunities through that. So this still applies to again the vast majority of whites, vast majority of blacks. Black people always is more spiritual. No matter where you go on the planet, they're always more spiritual than Europeans. It is a fact. So when I make this statement, this comes this is why I say you can't understand white people. What I'm about to say. You can't understand how they feel when they read the scriptures and they see scriptures like, and his hair was like lamb's wool. You think you can understand. You really swear and think you can understand, but you can't. You think you can understand, but you can't. You don't know what it's like. That's the ultimate rejection. Now, I don't even know if the white, you know, the white person next door, so to speak, even un- understands what I'm saying. But, I, well, I can't say that. I can say this. When you read the Bible and everybody you come across, every description you ever see in the Bible is about people of color, yeah, you try to make a little thing about the red skin, but that don't hold water. You know, black people in Africa is red. as I don't know what, there's red dirt in Atlanta, Georgia, and in all parts of the United States, and that red dirt look more like people of color than anybody white blushing. So that don't hold water, about a hey, Adam was red and all that that the Klan tried to say. You know those people with dark skin. You see scriptures like, uh, my face is uh, black but comely. And that make it sound like it's negative, but then he goes on in Israel, and lamentation, say, our face was blacker than the visage, our visage was blacker than a coal, excuse me, and then our face was blacker than the oven, that's in lamentation. you see in this scripture where Christ's foot was like burnt like uh burnt like bronze, you know it's always burning in the fire, you know that's dark, and then his hair in, Re- in revelation was uh, li- uh white like lamb's wool just when you think, oh, white. But it says like lamb's wool. And you say, well, you said white. No, but like lamb's wool. And then Daniel straightened it all out by saying his hair was white like wool, and don't even mention it white at all. And then you know that Pharaoh could pass, uh, uh, Moses would would pass Pharaoh's grandson, and every every scholar out there will argue Pharaoh was black. Every white racist scholar out there will tell you Egypt was black. So Pharaoh, Moses having passed Pharaoh's grandson, that means he must have been dark-skinned, Then, When uh, Jethro Dollars was helped out by Moses and then Jethro Dollars ran into the house and Jethro said to them, who helped you? They said, an Egyptian. <laughs> you want me to go on with this? I can go on and on and on. You don't think I can go on and on and on? Paul was uh, mistaken for an Egyptian. Israel was white, and they were a little white family. They went into Egypt, and they were captive for 400 years by black people. Where do you think they came out? That wasn't enough. They went into Canaan, another group of black folks on black land. Where do you think they came out? There is no sense. There is no reasoning for white people in the Bible. It's not a slap against white people because I am white people. Just a black person, the sound of my voice, that cannot say that he's not white. When you're the same people, you just have pigmentation. We're the same people. That's pigmented, pig, people with pigmentation, not the pigmentation, That's pigmentation. Again, I see a lot of people just having come into the room. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this loud. Folks, the sun, the sun does not having the sun in your atmosphere does not cause white skin. It does cause a lighter brown skin. You go into the heat, your your skin does get darker. That is a fact. Without seeing, without uh, the sun, your skin does get a little lighter. But I'm talking about white skin, albino white. Not having the sun does not cause that. This. Is the origin of white skin. Those albinos, as they mix with people of color, they get more pigmentation. and more pigmentation makes skin become more dark, their hair. I'm talking about their children, as they mix and their children, children, they children, as they mix and mix and mix. The skin get lighter, hair get darker. Go from blonde, go from white to blonde to blonde to, excuse me, from white to gray, gray. How the way it works, but eventually get all of the colors of hair from black hair. As they mix, they get closer and closer and closer, closer to black hair. So those people that are arguing, well, no, Europeans, why have you come, because, why have come? Why? because of the sunless days in Europe? Well, what about in Africa? Again, to those people that are new in the chat room and phone lines, I see some people just joined. I want you all to be on the same page without me having to repeat everything. I'm going to repeat this one major thing. Living in a nation. Where there is no sun or very few sunless days does not. I see we have a hand in the chat room. I mean on the phone lines. I'll get to you in a second. Area code three four seven 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 seven. I'm coming right at you. Living in a uh, world where there is very little sun does not produce white skin. The Eskimos been living up in those uh, Alaska cold winters for a very long time. They ain't white. What about the Grimaldis? The what? The Grimaldis. The what? The Grimaldis. These are people, black-skinned people, dark-skinned people, that lived in Europe prior to white people. What about them? You know, black white people are not the indigenous people of anywhere on the planet, brother. I'm white and I got an attitude. You can't have an attitude because I'm just as white as you are. I'm just I just have pigmentation. I have what the Most High gave His man in the garden. However, you can have a full head of hair which the Most High gave His man in the garden, and I'm lacking that area. You may have this. I may not have that. You may have this. You may have lots of things genetically that I don't have. Doctors say if I need a heart or a lung, chances are your heart or lung might be even a better fit than my own brothers and sisters in some cases. So I'm not one to lord over you because I have pigmentation because in some area I don't have this. I don't have that. And we both die in the end. We don't see Life without death, like the Most High made his man. So with man's sin, he lost the ability to live forever. He lost the ability see, He grew too tall, grew too short, grew too fat. Women stopped having babies. All types of weird things happen to our bodies. This is not a show. Please don't come on here and waste my time trying to defend your little group. White power, black power. Yo, brother, you give it to the white man. Yeah, don't waste my time with that. I need it. It's not my truth. I didn't make myself what I am. You didn't make yourself what you are. Let's go to the phone line see if this brother or sister have a question or comment for us. Eric Code three four seven 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 seven. Go ahead with your question or comment, please.
3: Hey, how are you, bro?
0: I'm doing all right.
5: Good. Well, um, very interesting show. I wanted to add that the foundation of many philosophies are um, Eurocentric. Um, our people had spirituality before uh, the other groups came in and imperialized, the other groups being Saudi Arabians and uh, the British, the French, et cetera. So what has happened is that much of, and my parents are very similar, their foundation is based on uh, Christianity. Christianity comes from a book that is called The Bible, which was changed several times, including at Council at Nicaea One, Council at Nicaea Two, by King James, etc. Additionally, no writer that wrote the Bible was really around during the time of Jesus. These were people years later that wrote the Bible based on their understanding. Um now, hold, I, hold on, just, hold on, hold on, just, hold on,
0: hold on there. I want to feel, and I've learned to when people say something. To get them while uh, they are on that. Now, I'm not, you can finish what you're saying, but I want to comment on something you just said. You oh, said no, no on, no, on what you said. You said no writers was around when Jesus was on the earth. They came later. But there was writers that wrote most of the Bible prior to Christ. Well, that is if you believe what evidence,
5: though. Tell me what evidence now, there is.
0: Okay. Okay, let me uh, Including the
5: actual book, the Bible, what evidence do you have of that?
0: Okay, I live... Okay, I base my truth... The reason why I believe in the Bible, mm-hmm. even prior to Christ, is it's a lie. The book is a lie. What do I mean by that? That means it says something that is going to happen, and it happens. It say patterns man is going to see, and the patterns are around us. Whatever it says, we see it. There is another, I'm, I'm searching, I haven't found another book that will say this is going to happen. This I have. This is going to happen after that. This is going to happen after that. And to me, this is what's, well, let me get one more thing out here. The thing that separates the Bible from the other books and other religions is the lifeness of it. It, it, In other words, like the whole revelation about the Israelites. Here we are, African Americans, so-called African Americans, we don't even know, Anything about most of us don't even know what the Bible says that Israel will go through as a people. We're living out every single one of those prophecies. Now, somebody said, with well, a white man behind it, he's tricked y'all. He's this, he's that. Okay, well, how are you going to get 40 million people to be a part of your deception? How are you going to get 40 million people to act out the scriptures? This is what no Egyptologist, this is what no Hindu, this is what none of the religions I've looked into can explain. Nobody can explain how is it that these African-Americans and other people across the planet, they're nothing more than one of their other tribes, one of the other 12 tribes, they're living uniquely these prophecies and everybody on the planet, all these other people is not. How is that? How do we get people all yeah, over I, the planet? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I would... Realize that even though
5: I appreciate the feedback that you just gave, you still didn't answer the question. What evidence have you seen that any book of the Bible was written by somebody that supposedly knew Jesus, excluding using the Bible as the evidence?
0: What empirical, hardcore evidence do you have? My, my hardcore evidence that anybody can have is the same hardcore evidence you have that I'm on this line. I'm alive. You ask me something, I respond. So nobody can debate with you after you hang up and say, well, that guy wasn't alive. Well, how do you know that you see some wrote? You talk with me.
2: I walk with them.
0: Listen, hold me up. What I'm saying is, brother, I've had the gifts of the spirit to operate in my life. I've talked to evil spirits. Well, no other book I know addresses evil spirits, but I actually engage with evil spirits. I can tell you some stories. You you would just hang up and say, oh, this guy's crazy. But unfortunately, they really did happen. And guess what book discussed these incidents? There are people, my brother, that are having experiences that don't even believe in the Bible. And when you when they tell you their experience, you're gonna swear if they don't say if they don't tell you, you'll swear you believe in the Bible. But then they're gonna turn and say, "Well, I'm an atheist, but I had something talk to me. I had a voice talk to me. I heard I heard my, you know my house was shaking. They have all types of experiences." that reflects in Nero things that the Bible say was to happen. No other religion I know addresses all of this. And until that happened, they're just somebody else talking in line to be believed. That's my proof. My proof is it's alive. How do I know? I have as much proof as the Bible is real as I have as you on the line. As far as I know, you're a myth. And I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to wires or something. I don't even, I mean, it's more real than you are. That's my proof. I'm answering your question. My question is, it's alive. It's real. The prophecies come true. The people are living it out. Our world, our planet, everything make more sense when you look at the scriptures. Now, do I think the scriptures have been tampered with? You're probably going to go there. Yes. Do I think there's books missing in the Bible? Yes. But you ever ask, you ever ask yourself this question, why the Bible? Why the Bible been so tampered with? Why the Bible has been picked on so? You ever wonder why the Quran and a lot of other books have not been done such? That should answer your own question. Well, well, actually, I don't think the Quran is an
5: accurate account that's spiritual either, so that would disprove your point. See, God can create atoms and planets and galaxies, but we are led to believe that the Creator cannot write a book, and it's not really just a logical position. The only original book is called deoxyribonucleic nucleic Acid, which is DNA. That no one has been able to tamper with. They are trying to experiment, do things, extracting from DNA, but they can't replace DNA. Uh, I just wanted to add that because I enjoy hearing you and I think you have a wonderful spirit and I just think it's good for us all to, you know, communicate and say our points of view and continue to, you know, meditate and grow and, and find more spirituality. I do appreciate well, well, this opportunity.
0: Well, let me let me ask you a question for you run. First of all, what was your name and where you calling it from? Jay, Jay in New York. Jay in New York. You said the ultimate, uh, The um, how can I word it, you said you believe more in DNA than you do any of these books, right?
5: Yes, that's correct.
0: Okay. Now, I want to caution you about DNA because there's a problem. I don't know if you know, have been hearing, but DNA is very much political Okay, DNA is science, and the Bible is science. This is one of the things that I don't agree with everything Elijah Muhammad said, but one thing he argued very heavy, and uh, other people that came and argued, I don't know if they argued as strong as Elijah Muhammad did, but Elijah Muhammad used to talk about how a, a true religion is going to uh, line up with science. It's going to line up with science. And I don't know if you know it now, but there's a lot of scientists that have let a lot of scientists, I'm not going to even give you a name because there's so many of them, but type in Google scientists, uh, science that agree, that agree with creation, science that agree with creation. And you'll see a whole slew of people that use the very, because all DNA is a science. You just can't say DNA. You've got to say science. Science lines up with religion. Oh, I shouldn't say religion. Science lines up with the Bible. It does. And science is a baby because men are babies. It's only as big as your top science. Who's the top science right now? Is it Steven? I mean, who's the top science right now? You said that science is a baby? Yeah, science is a baby. I'm talking about science that we know today because we get it from man. We 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 can only wait on man to grow up mentally, and then the science grow mentally. We are as we as as, as proud as we are, and as technical as we are, we can't figure out the pyramids. We can't figure out it, from every time we learn something, There's a some mystery we don't know that comes along with it. We are yeah. So, so hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Science okay. is as big. Science is as progressive and as high tech and as forward and as whatever words I can think of. It is as progressive as your top science scientists on the planet. That's it. Whereas spirituality, spirituality is so trillion times bigger than science. I mean, it's so many things that happen in spirit. Like for instance, for instance, you mentioned DNA, right? Now, yeah, there, there. Tell me the DNA on love.
5: Tell me the DNA on love. The DNA on love?
0: Yeah, do love exist?
5: Well, here's what I can say about that. Uh, To tie DNA into love, it may be possible. I don't know of a way. That wasn't my point. My point was that it's almost like asking me to show the DNA on sex or the DNA on, you know, uh, certain emotions. Science is as old as spirituality because there would be no planets, no galaxies, no molecules without science. I think you're confusing scientists with science, just like saying water. Water is not a baby, nor is science. Water has been on the planet for, you know, eons. Um, that's why I keep saying that DNA is the old publication, because it's a publication It's just not in traditional form. It's not in stone or bricks or papyrus, but it was put in us by the creator. So we have a creator that made the galaxies and the atoms, and made the earth, and made humans. But then we have humans that were reflecting and meditating and thought they were writing on behalf of the creator. And the creator doesn't need anyone to write for it. In fact, God comes from the Germanic language, and the etymology of God itself, if you look it up, its pagan. God originally wasn't a man. God originally was neuter. It had no sense. Well, when well we see God involved they changed it to a white male system. That's why we see everything white and male. And even Jesus Christ himself comes from Horus Horus was simply a deity in the sky. The Egyptians didn't think that Horus was a living, breathing person,
0: you know. But but where did you get the story of Horus See, I have heard all this now with literally, really love somebody has just got their hands raised and I wanna go there, but real quick I can ask you 700 questions in less than 30 minutes that you would not have no answer for, because I'm going to ask you, you your one. All, all, all I just asked you one, I said, what's the DNA? You said in your mind, the top authority, so to speak, if I understand you right, I don't want to misquote you, but you said it's not the Bible, it's not a book, it's DNA. You, you was going to hang up. Until so I said, hold on, I got a question for you. You was gonna hang up, and you were, And if every listener would be honest, they would say that DNA is it reigns supreme in your in your life based on how you was gonna hang up the phone call. But when I ask you, well, what is the DNA map of love? I can ask you what's the DNA map of uh, 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 uh of any any type of teachings of the Bible of spiritual things that are as strong and real as love. And ain't nobody listening to me going to deny that love don't exist. There's lots of things that is as evil exists, good exists. You know, all of these things that, that these precepts and concepts that are real and that causes wars and they are so them, they're real as we are. But you will you have no DNA response or map for that, and that's troubling because here we have a world that's just what we see, taste, touch, and smell is a minute, uh, description of what we're existing in this thing called. It's so much more bigger than our senses, and all you are just wrapped into, not putting you down because you're a very intelligent guy. People are hearing you talk and they know that you know your stuff. So I'm not trying to belittle you. Please don't think that. But I'm saying if DNA is king in your life, And you have a whole world where there's the natural realm and the spiritual realm. And we know that the spiritual realm is trillions times more important than this little earthen realm. And if you're locked into this earthen realm in a a temple called the DNA, you're missing the whole spectrum of life. But That's
5: the same with publications and holy books. People are locked into paper and not lost into
0: spirituality before the book. I'm not. You I'm not. I'm not. I believe that the Bible is okay. simply and plain, and I'm not cutting you off. I'll let you finish. Uh, I le- the Bible is ab- about people that had a relationship with this most high. The, ultimately, it's not about the Bible. It's about your relationship. The Bible is just people that had a relationship, and you can kind of mark your relationship and check your I check and balance you, you read the scriptures to, to get a witness that he's real because you're not walking with him. The Bible says the law is for the lawless. So actually, whether you know it or not, the scriptures kind of sound what you're saying. The the letter, kill it, but the Spirit gives it life. The Spirit is far more important than what we read. The Bible can be taken away tomorrow. So it's already been tampered with, books taken out, duplicate chapters, et cetera, et cetera. But the Spirit yes. has never been tampered with. The Spirit has yeah. never been tampered yeah, I I with. Think
4: you. See, we're saying,
5: you and I are saying a lot of the same stuff, right? The difference is the middle part, how you get there. We're saying the same thing about spirituality and about the importance of love. The difference is what you're saying is that uh, we would need to go to a book that is written in other languages by humans as opposed to written in every conceivable language if God really wrote it. Every language in the future the Bible would be written by. You wouldn't need translation. What I'm saying is that in the middle, you don't need a building or a book to get to spirituality. You can get there by proper diet, meditation, et cetera. On the point of DNA, the octavibrinucleic acid, Babies are born, but they develop. That is something that I don't see as genetic. I see it as something that is spiritual. So I'm not saying that DNA replaces love and, you know, who can be evil, et cetera. All I'm saying is that when we look at publications that on all galaxies there is some form of DNA in all galaxies, right? There is no form of the Quran in all galaxies, no form of the Baghdad Gita, the Hindu book, no form of the Bible. So then you have to say, about well, maybe unless people's argument is that the Bible is just for humans of the past 2,012 years, because when you look at it, that's when it's claimed that Jesus was born. What about before that calendar? Our people were in Africa way before that, and we had civilizations when in Europe they were still in caves. So there's something – so we agree on a lot of points. It's just that you have a Bible perspective, and I have more of a, you know, another perspective that doesn't need a book or building – to
0: get me to where I need to get to spirituality. Well, let me just say this. Say your name again? Jay. Jay, I must say you're a very intelligent brother. I must must give you your props. I hear what you're saying in the final. In the end, I have to agree with you. I do think we're saying the same thing, just different methods. Mm -hmm. Uh, One thing I will say, I probably will anger a lot of my Christian brothers and sisters until they go research this. When Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man going No man come unto the Father but by me. By me. If you research that, mean look at the Aramaic. It talks about the I and the I. This is where the Rastafarians, when they refer to themselves, they say I and I. I and I I I is going to do this. Yeah. The I and I means the character, the spirit of Christ. No man cometh unto the Father but by the spirit of Christ. But people, Christian, Christian interpret that to literally mean you got to know who Jesus was or Yeshua was. You got to know him before you can get to the Father. But then in Romans two it talks about people that didn't have no law, no Bible, no book, and they pleased the Most High because of some called circumcision of the heart. This eye in the eye is powerful. There's lots of people that's going to please the Father, walk with the Father, have the peace and the joy, and they will not have ever, even have heard of Jesus. This is what about those people that never heard the gospel. Somebody said, what about those of people that never heard the gospel? Well, they experienced this I in the eye. They 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 went through the spirit of Christ. You can have the spirit of Christ without knowing who Christ was. What do you think Moses had? What do you think all the people of the Old Testament had? You can have his spirit and his character. That's what he was saying. No man coming unto the Father but by my character, by my spirit, by coming as I come. That's what he was saying. But Christians interpret that to mean, no, you got to know who Jesus is.
3: So they say yes.
0: all billion Muslims going to hell, and, and they throw everybody in hell. But I don't believe that. I think as long as you're going through that eye in the eye, as it talks about, and, and, and I can prove it, there's lots of – Romans 2, again, is another one. Again, it's very clear. Here's people that never had the law, and yet they was better off, Romans 2, say, than the, than the Jews that were circumcised because they had a circumcision yep. of the heart. Brother Jay, good talking with you. i got to move on, okay? They Come never up. All right. And I hope he keeps listening and also follow the show. Uh moving right along. Uh Eric Code. Well, your name is unpublished, but I'll go ahead. Uh go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, your name is your number is unpublished. You've got one 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 one. So go ahead, whoever you are. Yeah, hi.
6: Are you speaking to me?
0: I'm speaking to you. Go right ahead.
6: Oh yeah, good evening. Yeah, I just want to comment briefly on this uh race matters. Okay. Yeah, and I think it definitely does. I think race, class, and gender are the most uh, pivotal and seminal uh, issues in this country, but they are the least discussed. Uh, I think uh, the Attorney General mentioned that several months ago about how race is just not discussed. Uh, it's Everybody is afraid to deal with it. And I think until we do uh it's 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 not going to go away now race is not a scientific uh, is not scientifically uh significant uh, but from a a social and practical sense uh people have been divided primarily upon skin color and in america that was done by whites whites were the ones who had control of both the law and a system of laws and of course um I was just looking at some of the work of uh, Gregor Mendel, uh, and he's considered the father of modern-day genetics. And I think you guys were discussing earlier uh, about uh, the skin color and that sort of thing, the phenotypical uh, skin color expression. Right, right, right. Yeah, and the thing about it is Dr. Uh, Francis Cress Welshing has done some interesting work on this issue
0: uh in her ISIS papers. Right. And I like excuse me. No, I was just saying I'm very familiar with Francis Chris Wilson. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, yeah, thank you. I like her points and she says the um, the essential point here as to why whites develop well number one it was economic. They use race as a basis for getting free labor. But also there's a larger issue dealing with the um uh, i'm going to say low self esteem where whites fear genetic annihilation because from a genetic standpoint white is um uh white is 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 not dominant it is recessive uh darker skin color even if it's Asians and Asians have a you know, generally have a lighter skin color, although there are variations in every there are variations in every group. But um, the the, the, le- the less melanin situation with what we call white is easily dominated by melanated people. And so, when you look at the laws, Virginia had laws called the racial purity laws. Now, I don't know if I can say. Bullshit, but I'm going to use the word bovine, bovine scatology, which means the same thing. Uh, it was it was absolute crap that there's any such thing as racial purity. There is no such thing. That was totally made up. But I, I think whites fear genetic annihilation, and they use that to encapsulate their Uh, insecurities and also to insulate their wealth and if you follow what I'm saying uh, there was a 1972 I believe Supreme Court case called Lovings versus the state of Virginia where they struck down the anti-miscegenation laws I don't know if you're familiar with or have heard of that not quite yeah but but the gist, the upshot is the gist of it is is that whites um, uh, I have pointed this out I talk to white racists and separatists uh, fairly frequently and I point out to them that um, you know they are the ones who originate this balkanization this this separation based upon a fiction and they are the ones if they're conscious and have the goodwill, they are the ones who could help stop this uh, just as well as they have promoted it literally for hundreds
0: of years. Well, let me say this. I think the pit, I respect Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. As a matter of fact, I did a show where I featured her video pretty much the whole show, her audio. But I think it's bigger than, than, than white people fearing uh um Francis Crestwellson you know that she was uh, there's a gentleman by the name of uh uh what is his name he is uh, an authority on uh, he wrote a book text he wrote the book textbook for victims of white supremacy and that is Francis Dr Francis Crestwellson's mentor can't think of his name right now uh but he wrote a book called Textbook for Victims of White Supremacy and what he did is he wrote this book telling black people how to respond to any and every kind of encounter with white subpoenas. When they come at you and they call your name or they do this or they do that. It talks about being quiet, not speaking, picking your battles. I mean this was a textbook, it was a thick textbook. Uh and uh doctor Dr Francis Chris Wilson was just blown away that this guy wrote this book and uh, I think it's called, well, I'll think of the book here in a second. But uh, anyway, make the long story short, she started talking and researching. And make the long story short, this is how she became, uh, the, she wrote, the, uh, started doing her studies and wrote a book, The Crest Theory, and, some, and I think there was one other one she wrote, talked about a gorilla called Snowflake and how this gorilla thought that it was it was a brown skinned gorilla. It thought it was a brown skinned gorilla until someone actually showed a uh, put a mirror in front of Snowflake and Snowflake just tried to destroy himself, not knowing that he was the gorilla that he was looking at. And she was talking about the mindset of, of being different and the hatred and and not only Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, but you can also talk about books like um uh, uh Michael Bradley uh chosen from the carcasses and the Iceman heritage. All of these people are saying pretty much the same thing about this the the this aggression out of Europe. But I want to go a little deeper than that because that's kind of surfacey in, in respect to their work and what they've done, they have very clearly pointed out some factual things about Europeans. But I want to go deeper. To me this spirit is not just uh about white people. Inferiority was not birthed in Europe. Inferiority, low self esteem, everything that can be attributed to white supremacy was not birthed in Europe. I believe without a without a doubt a, shadow doubt that the most high already says in the scriptures that he in Joel 2 would send a nation. He said this nation before them is like the Garden of Eden, but after they're done, it's like a wilderness. He calls them his army. He says that no nation is going to escape them, that they're going to gather captivity as the sand. And he says they rush on the city, they run on the wall. Great is the army that carry out his Word The Mosa has pronounced judgment on the planet, and these people, our people, having lost pigmentation, leaving Africa, mistreated by the Africans, blonde-haired, blue-eyed people, already white-skinned, rejected like they are to this very second in Africa, migrated up north, went into the caves of Europe, was there for hundreds of years. Came out a mighty strong nation. When the Most High said, "I will provoke you, Israel, to jealousy by those that are not a people," I think he was referring to them. When Joel two talks about a people that's gonna come and wreak havoc on the planet, and there was judgment from the Most High, I believe those were the people. When the Most High says, and Jer- uh, 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 that was Joel two and Jeremiah one, he says. In the scriptures, he says that, and, I, and I'm going I'm to let you jump back in here in a second, but in Jeremiah 1, he talks about how he was going to call all the nations north of Israel, down to Israel as a punishment. One more time, Jeremiah 1, the Most High is talking about how he would call all of the nations north of Israel down to Israel as a judgment. Over 20 times in the Bible, the High said, A wicked nation cometh out of the north, out of the north, out of the north, a wicked nation, a mighty nation, a rum that cometh out of the north. Whoa, whoa, W O E. Whoa, whoa. Constantly saying, Whoa, whoa, he that cometh from the north, he that cometh from the north. So who are these people? They are our people from Africa, having been rejected, taught by the Moors, came out of very powerful people on course to fulfill God's plan upon the planet. The planet turned their back on the most high, and Europeans is nothing more than his belt. That's why when Farrakhan and the nation of Islam put on this play called a white man heaven is a black man's hell. Black man's hell is a white man heaven. That's why Europeans, those in power I'm talking about, seem to be so comfortable with oppressing. Just the virtue of somebody being white, like Snowflake felt, they're gonna get aggressive. Just the fact that they look so different, they're gonna get aggressive. Why did the Most High allow them people to go up to the north in the caves of Europe? He knew that they were gonna look at themselves and go all over the world and see people look different and have this aggression and this anger and this bitterness towards the Most High and His creation because they're different. All you gotta do is look at a person that's handicapped. If they're not careful, they will get bitter. And they could be some of the most evil people on the planet because they ask, why me? Either handicapped people are the greatest people because they learn how to accept their condition and they contribute and they end up being a greater people than even people that's not handicapped. Or they're some of the most vicious people because they wonder why. So is it with white people. They look around and they travel all over the world and they see 92% of this planet don't look like me. And it used to be more than that until they destroyed a the whole planet. Let me just take a breath because I know you got something to say about that. Well,
6: uh, yeah, th- those are some interesting points. I-, I think what happens, look, we're in a melting pot. You know, the uh, motto is E Pluribus Unum from the mini one, Latin. And we have to find a way to live together. Now, will we do that? I guess we've done fairly well. I mean, we're not just openly killing each other, but um, we certainly could do it better, and it has to do with uh, the, the distribution of resources and power. And a lot of people don't understand that profundity, And uh, but we're going to have to discuss it to come to a better understanding. That is, if we want to come to a better understanding, I think the progress that we make uh, will be volitional, or it'll be a choice. Uh, what do we want to do? I mean, I understand white people real well. I've studied them. I've, uh, you know, gone to school with them. I work with them, and 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 in fact, people of all different ethnicities. But I'm just using white because it's estimated that whites represent between 9
0: and 13% of the world's
6: population.
0: No that's high. According to the United Nations, that's a little high. I like 9, but the United Nations says 8. I don't think it's 13, but go ahead, go ahead with your point.
6: All right. Well, yeah, but at any rate, it's a minuscule amount of people, but they wield a tremendous amount of power. For example, The crown, which it was said at one time, the sun never sits on the British crown, Um, they control the Falkland Islands. And and if you look, that's down there near Antarctica. And so they wielded a, a, a phenomenal amount of power, and that's what they were into is power. And money is power, controlling the money system. If you control a nation's money system,
0: you control the people. Well, and let me say this. Let me let me say this because I got just had another hand go up, and I see Erico seven zero eight nine zero three, and I see you eight five nine four seven five. So I got a couple more people, but I want to say this real quick, my brother. I hear you, and I appreciate your spirit. I, you know, it's not you know, t- t- wonderful spirits that have called tonight. You and the other brother. I love it when people dialogue and they present facts and they're intelligent. I hope that you call the show and stay tuned tonight, but, I mean, call the show and follow the show. I want to hear more of what you got to say, but I do have some other callers. Uh, I want to say this real quick to you about finances. I don't think it's money. I, I don't even – I used to think that if we had more money, we'd have a better world. I don't think that – I don't think white, the white power structure is – I think they are in a I, – I don't think – I think everything you see is by design. I think they created the ghettos. They created, it's one thing I have to say about, to the Klan and the white Aaron, the resistance, all these white supremacist organizations, is you can never blame black folk for anything in the United States because they don't have true power. When you have true power, you can start blaming folks. They can be a part of the blame conference, you know, but right now, When they're your servants, you cannot blame a servant for anything. Back in the day when there were slaves, you couldn't go in there and blame blame the slaves for the overall condition of one of those plantations. They're a slave. Yeah, I I follow you on that.
6: Is is my mic still open?
0: Yes, your mic is still open.
6: Uh, Thank you. I follow you on that point, and that's a fine point. But we have to define what power is. Uh, one of the uh, greatest uh, components of intellect is defining reality. So I, I noticed, Doctor. Uh, I'll just refer to um, Doctor. Claude Anderson. I think he's done some wonderful work in this area. Oh, powerful, powerful! Oh, you're throwing out some names there, my brother. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. It, it's uh, it's uh, he's due the respect. Uh, Doctor. Anderson defines power as as, and I, I think I'll get the gist of it. Uh, as the ability to overcome opposition its it's 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 a concentrated uh resource that one can marshal to overcome opposition. I think that's a decent uh and workable definition of power, so there is a way and and the way power is gained is through collaborative efforts. And white people really understand the power of manipulation. They understand the power of uh, exploitation and manipulation. And a lot of other people who are less intellectual and more emotional just do not understand that. And a lot of that has to do with cultural underpinnings. So when you understand how to compete I mean, it doesn't matter what color you are, and if you have the opportunity, or if you create the opportunity, you you do well. So yeah, let, me, do. let me let me let, let let me
0: say this to you, my brother. No, I don't mean the, but I got to get to you. Call. Let okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll hang out in the
3: queue.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and and, and uh, I just want to say this to you before I put you on hold. I appreciate your calling. Please stay around, and I know exactly where you're going with this. But this is what I want. What I want to say to you before I put you on hold, real quick. I can prove to you his situations where black excelled what you're defining, what Dr. Claude Anderson is defining. I love his book, I think, Blowback and some others, but I, I want to say this to Dr. Claude Anderson. Anybody else listening, if he was to listen, uh, is I can prove with Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Black Wall Street in Miami, all types of different points in slavery where black people did just that. They pulled themselves by the bootstraps, and what was created? That's when the Klan was created. These people have are ordained by the Most High to be spoilers for For a specific time. I do believe the scripture talks about it more than once how the Most High will raise up a nation just for the sake of keeping another nation under because that nation he has a covenant with and he said that Israel would not be able to rise. Well, what's going to stop it from rising? The clan. What's going to stop it from rising? Laws. What's going to stop it from rising? As one scripture says, Israel will be controlled by the policies of their... It literally used the word policy. I think that's the only time the word policy is in the Bible. But it talks about how they use the policy to control Israel. So I do believe that the Most High called people to oppress another nation, especially his people. And why he's at it, he'll chastise the rest of the planet, and that's why the planet come under the rule of this white man. But I don't think that it is just because we don't have economic power. I think powers that be, not the little white guys there across the hall from you, but the powerful people that be, they're making sure that we stay on the bottom, and the Bible says that they would do such until the Most High have pity on his people, because these folks that rule over us was going to begin to boast and say that they're doing it and not the Most High, and that's when the Most High will remember his covenant and will redeem his people. Brother, I well, Let me go just with... say
6: this. I agree with you. If, if, if I, I'm just going to lift out a portion of what you said. I agree with you 100% That that is an exception Uh, Also, that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma The Black Wall Street But there were townships All throughout the United States Where blacks uh, flourished tremendously They owned uh, railway lines They owned theaters I mean, I I I didn't believe that Until I researched it It was just absolutely phenomenal And also, remember Dr... uh, uh, Governor Lawton Childs, it was Rosewood. There was a movie made about Rosewood. Yep,
0: yep, yep, yep.
6: You had a similar situation in Florida. Now, he reparated uh, the the people of the township of Rosewood that were destroyed by racists. But you had people, if you recall the situation with, uh, I believe, Eddie Murphy and Red Fox, they owned a nightclub in New York, if you recall that. Yes. Yeah, I forget the name of the movie, but I'm just saying to you that there were plenty of uh townships uh that were where blacks did very well. And but I guess the the point I want to leave you with is that has to be repeated. If it was done once, it needs to be done again because there's like a, a, a over a 25% unemployment rate uh with respect to blacks and something like a Fifty plus percent. I've heard 50, as high as 56 percent unemployment rate among uh, black youth. So uh, and, yeah. and our labor yeah. is the primary means right. by which we right, grow right. and thrive. And so right, right.
0: Caller, caller. Let me do this. Let me, we keep going on and on and on. I was going to say that, and we move on. But listen, I've got to move out. on. But yeah, you sure? Will. I appreciate it. And this brother, I, I mean, I hate to do that because people. Just so you know, brother, you're the type of people I want on my show as a guest to have their free time, because I really appreciate you, what you were saying, would definitely uh, talking about the likes of uh, Dr. Claude Anderson and, and people that I know is on the uh, right side. To the callers, seven zero eight nine zero three uh and eight five i am coming to y'all next, but I'm going to actually highlight something the brother just said by way of song. Check this out. Y'all yeah, remember Public Enemy? Mm-hmm. And, by the way, before I hit this good about public hearing, I want to, uh, because he had talked about uh, people fearing uh, 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 what Dr. Francis Kirsten Wilson was saying. But um, before I do that, let me just remind everybody in the chat room, please call the phone line right now, as you will be disconnected. Everybody in the chat room, look at the chat room, uh, phone number 760 283 0838. Call that number right now. you got like 60 seconds. You're going to be disconnected. You want to get a chance to hear this public enemy clip at all. But uh, this was a clip uh, basically highlighting what the brother just said. Uh, so let's do just a little breathing. I can get uh, some from my throat. And we'll be right back to finish out this show. I know these other two callers got something to say. I just feel it. And, um, again, if you're in the chat room, please call the phone number. You're going to be disconnected in about 20 seconds. Seven six zero two eight three zero eight three eight. Check this out.
4: Where is public enemy? What's the deal? What's your latest hit, brother? Fear of a black planet.
2: Fear of a black planet. Right
0: Here, here. Okay folks, we're back Listen, I want to go to the phone lines We got other people on the line Eric eight five nine four seven five, 859-475 And then we'll go to 708-903 uh, 859-475 You've been holding for a while Go ahead with your question or comment Hello Come on you are on.
2: Brother Seth, this is John Clark, Lexington, Kentucky. What's good?
0: Oh, how you doing, Brother Clark? Brother John Clark, <laughs> long time no hear from. All the way no, from Lexington.
2: Yo, yeah, know, I'm sitting here. I was winding down, Seth, and I was like, okay, let me just flip through Facebook. Flip, 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 flip. And I see the same post that I see all the time, but it actually... <laughs> Your show was going on. I said, oh, let me call in. I ain't caught any of this for a while. And so refreshing, bro, Seth. So refreshing. Glad to know that you're still on your grind getting it done. Um, I was listening for, oh, maybe the last 30 minutes or so. Um, my comments Yes, sir. Very, very yes, refreshing. sir. And, and to the point, the it, you, you actually already said that the only reason why I hit the number one on my phone to go into the host queue is because um, when we speak of the scenarios that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, and we talk about "quote unquote" white people, like you said, it's not that guy across the hallway from you. <laughs> no, and I, that's the only reason why I wanted to chime in is because we use this blanket statement, and it and it should not, in my opinion, be a blanket statement. The right, oppression right. that we deal with, the same white guy across the hallway deals with, when um the situations uh will co- go down in the soon to be I guess near future, I guess I'll say, uh and people are in oppression and they they die, the economy collapses. The guy across the hallway is going to suffer just like we suffer. Uh, There are those elitists, and they know what's taking place, and they already have received the warning signs, and they will have already taken the necessary steps to provide for them, their loved ones, or whatever the case may be. But the rest rest of the persons, uh, they're basically in the same pot together. Um, Obviously, we've just dealt with it much longer, Uh, so we're quick to make a separation between a person who's not of color to think that some of them have not dealt with some of the stuff that we've dealt with. In my opinion, they have. Um, We've just dealt with it way worse and on a much grander scale. So that's the only reason I want to call. And and you know what? Hmm.
0: You know, you know what, John, just hearing you say that, man, I have to say this and I mean to cut you off, but uh I want you to finish that point. But I really appreciate you echoing that because I really feel a little bit sorry for those people that make they say if you make on a what what is it, six figures you consider a nigger, which is crazy. I don't I don't talk like that normally, but I'm just saying I've heard that.
2: Right. But, but
0: but what I'm saying is the, the black, the white people that did not ride the 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 uh, the white elephant of white supremacy into wealth, I kind of feel sorry for them because now we're judging this lie of white supremacy. We're coming against these white images, and every white person that didn't get wealth from it, and they're being told, "Well, we need to take from you." Because you've gotten stuff on white privilege, and a lot of white people have—I'm talking about those that's not wealthy, There's those that do live right. across the hall from you. Let's face it; they're not innocent. They have—they have benefited from white privileges more so than we have from um, uh, what's the word when they when they used to call when they used to hire people uh, black folks quotas uh, reparations. I mean, uh, what do they call it when you? I can't think. Of my mind affirmative action. Think. Affirmative action. It's more people. More whites have benefited from uh, white uh, this white privilege than we could ever even. I mean, far, far more white people benefit from white privileges. I mean, it, even from a smile, walking the store not being asked, can I help you out 15 times, and being watched. There's no way we can calculate the billions. I'm talking about the white person that live across the So they do deserve some judgment, and they do deserve some deductions and some minuses. They do. You know, uh, Dr. Randall Robinson in his book, uh, since the caller before was throwing all these great authors, uh, you might as well add Randall Robinson to the list. Uh, He wrote a book called The Dead uh, John, and he really – Really detail how white America has just profited by the probably trillions, you know. So, but I do appreciate you coming in and sharing how that it ain't all whites that is a part of this wickedness. This, this the top wickedness is by power brokers of our time. I appreciate you shedding the light. No on doubt. Me.
2: No doubt. No doubt. The uh, for me. It's always just a matter of that which is fair and equitable. And I know personally, and I'm sure everybody does, somebody who is not of their color who simply deals with the same stuff that you might deal with or that I might deal with. Um, and, again, there are certain benefits, or I shouldn't even call it a benefit. Going into Walmart and not being, not having the cameras on you, <laughs> I don't know how much of a benefit that might be, but again, just like you said, well, there is a fetus. So go ahead, well,
0: John. well, well, John. It's not so much as the cameras, but I can. I got something called Expo Thirty. I don't know if you remember Expo Thirty and everybody. This is one of the one of uh, the members of our old Bible study we used to have. And this is a, a very intelligent brother, and uh back in the day, John, I don't know if you ever remember me talking about something called Expo Thirty, but it's thirty areas of society thirty areas of society where we suffer more than our white counterpart, our brothers and sisters that happen to have less pigmentation I like to say we- th- thirty distinct areas like religion, history, science political i mean uh correction uh, uh military i mean I in into thirty. 30 different areas, and trust me, when I get through with the Expo 30, talking about all the different ways this disparity exists, you won't have so much mercy for the guy next door, but I do, I vehemently agree with you that they are not the white man that we talk about all the time, they are not the white power brokers, they're not the ones... But they do set up a system where these people do benefit now. They certainly do. They do benefit. I get tired of going into the hood, black folk everywhere, and the person in charge is white. I'm going to say that again. I get tired of going into the hood where it's all black, 90% 90 black, and everybody in position there in management is white. Something's wrong with that picture. They can argue all they want about, well, you need a degree, well, you need education. I know those black people and I see it sometimes when I'm there in the establishment, can run that place better than a lot of them whites can. And it's just straight-up racism. It's a wicked system we live in. This is what I'll tell the other caller before. There, are, This system is set up for us not to excel. And when we do bust out of the system, Brother John, and excel, guess what? Something is created. And the only way we're going to see this, the only way we're going to see this is is one day we really break out and we and and let thousands decide to go back to Africa and see what happened. You see what they did with with uh, uh Garvey, Garvey did just that. He broke out of the system, created this new uh this new uh uh this line, uh uh-huh. ship line, this the ship line to Africa, I forget the proper name, but he had this ship and he was going to start doing business with Africa. What happened to Garvey? Never happened. Every time somebody come up like Uh, Booker T. Washington say grab yourself by your own bootstraps that people like that don't understand that the real game this thing is spiritual we are Israel the Bible says you will not be able to rise unless this nation turn to the most high second This is found in Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people which i call my name will humble themselves, pray. You know Second Chronicles seven fourteen. That's one way the Most High will restore Israel. And then we won't be saying these foreigners is coming over doing nothing because we'll be able to excel once the Most High no longer hold us. I believe that the Most High. I don't believe every single person is being held like this, but those that are disobedient, he says that. I'm talking about a nation versus a house right now. Your household, John, sure, my household, sure. if we seek the Most High, we obey, be obedient. I believe we can have everything that the Scriptures declare. But I'm talking about a nation. It's a whole other conversation to talk about a nation. This nation is operating under a curse. I just believe that. I, nobody can explain. They can talk about Christ coming and all he did to take away the curse. He did for us individually, our individual homes. But this nation all you gotta do is look. If it's not true, why are we operate on it? It's all you gotta do. If What's wrong I mean, with black folks then? What's wrong with black folks then if we're not operating on the curse? Go ahead.
2: If I may, and again, this will be in closing, so that you can get to the seven oh eight, uh, the seven oh eight caller. Um, to me, I, the physical Israel, to me, is a representation of that spiritual Israel. The physical Israel. By all all measures, still operating under the curse, every aspect of the curse. However, that spiritual Israel, the elect, have been relinquished from that curse. Each person, as they entered from death into life, uh, by way of faith, uh, these persons no longer under a curse. And, and again, this is my this is my opinion. Those persons, day by day, are adding to their nation, um, and so the physical Israel, which was that initial representation, I don't see them. I don't see any degree of excelling until the return of the Messiah, because there's no, there's absolutely no prophecy that says that they will. There's nothing. They will be under this curse until the Messiah returns. And once he returns, he will pull them from all nations of the earth, from the coasts, from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. He'll pull them at that point in time. And then they will excel, but they're not going to excel any time before then. The, the, in Tulsa, Juneteenth, I mean, I lived there for a few years, so I understand that. But even even what they accomplished there, I live in the household, and I, I have persons whom I have brought in outside of my household to help them move forward. They cannot move forward any more than I'm willing to raise their rent, any more than I'm willing to make them pay for electric, any more than I'm making them pay for 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 whatever. I can I can arbitrarily make it difficult for them or make it easy for them. And so, as long as we do not own any. Things, any land would be all scattered across the the earth. They have the ability to create good times or bad times, good economy, bad, I mean it's Anyway, I'll I'll leave it at that. It's uh, it was good to holler back, Seth. Uh, tell Arlene I say hey as always, and uh, I'll try to catch up with you on the way.
0: All right, my brother, I appreciate it, John. Good hearing from you. Okay. Likewise. And he dropped a bomb on us. Oh, that was pretty good. That was John again. John is a member of the Old Bible Study. And they, they are online. Uh, and uh, I forgot to tell him to give the – let me just open the line real quick. John, real quick, John, if you don't mind, please, if you're still there, give us the name of your blog uh, talk group online, please.
2: Uh, actually, that's Israel Now. while I haven't been on there because I have to work during that time frame and on uh-huh. Sabbath – uh,
0: Israel now. That's, okay. Uh, with, Israel now. That's it. That's uh, it. That's got... Yeah, okay. Brother Yashua. Okay, appreciate that. Appreciate Garrett. that. All right, holler back, sir. Okay, again, that's Brother John Clark from Lexington, Kentucky. And Israel now is a the, we used to be together, we broke off, and so I wouldn't be surprised if John ended up doing this thing. But Israel now has a profound teacher, Brother Yashua. This brother is, I have never ever heard anybody. Uh, expound the old testament like he can. I mean I'm just being honest with you. He's a bad boy. Brother Yahshua Israel now. That's Brother John Clark and Brother Gary also. Alright, moving right along next we're gonna go to 708 seven oh eight nine oh three. But before I do, which I think of a public enemy was not that something? Pretty powerful, huh? But uh Brother John, oh one more thing. Uh and and forgive me, Erico seven oh eight, because I gotta say this. Brother John, i want to say this to you. I'm so glad you stood on the line. Don't forget that in the book of the scriptures it does say that the Most High will have pity upon his people after the people that rule over natural, physical Israel will begin to start boasting and saying, aha, we got them under our thumb, aha. While 708 is talking, I'm going to listen to him, but I'm going to be looking at that scripture, and I'm going to get it to everybody. There's two ways the Most High is going to resurrect his people. This is the only resurrection that is going to come to Israel. It's not going to be like Brother John said. He see them in bondage to Christ come. And I, I got tickled, but it almost sounds true. But remember, he says in Second Chronicles 7, 14, If my people, which are called on my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. That's one scripture, 2 Chronicles 14, saying the most high will restore Israel. But remember, he says, when the heathen begin to boast and start saying, aha, we did this to them. we and, and I think I know who I'm about to go to this caller. Maybe they can help me out there, the Bible scholar we're about to go to. And maybe Brother, uh I think it's Brother Gabriel, I think. Maybe he knows of the scripture where it talks about how that uh, most, how will have pity upon his people and restore them. He's going to have pity upon his people and restore them. This is the part of Romans 11 where the Most High said there remains an election, an election, an election, an election. A remnant is going to be spared, the pain. A remnant is going to be saved. Of course, like John said, they better be spiritual, and they definitely will be spiritual, Israel, meaning Israel after the Most High's heart. Brother Eric Code 708903, you've been holding for a long time. I do apologize. Go ahead with your question and comments. Well I had plenty of comments and questions But I'm going to let it go You know Because uh, I see it's a tactic But you know I'm going to say all praise to the Most High The Great I Am The Real Power of of La And uh, y'all have a blessed night Shalom Brother Brother Gabriel, Are you still there? Brother Gabriel? Yeah. I'm, what, what What's going on that you don't want to comment? I mean, did I keep you on hold too long? Man, I've been on hold for like an hour. I had, like, comments on many things. I didn't want to have, there wasn't mm-hmm. about no happening. I got one comment to you, brother. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, ask you. Let me say one thing to you. Let me say one thing to you. I want to apologize. Because the caller before you, not the caller before you, but the caller before that, mentioned a lot of interesting authors, and I want to pay Dr. Claude Emerson respect. I want to pay Dr. Chris Wilson, and I tried to blow up every time I mention name. I tried to mention what they've done. I even posted in the chat room if you got your computer on. And I wanted that caller to get out because people need to hear more about these uh, these black people that have done so much. Now, then I noticed I did go to you. I went to 859 versus coming to you. That's where I messed up. I should have went to you first and I kind of hit the wrong button. I apologize. That is on me. And, Brother John, you know, you know it's, once you started talking I didn't want to say Well hold on Let me go to That wouldn't have sounded professional So okay You called me out I apologize I repent I was wrong And please forgive me I'll go ahead and let you talk As long as you need My brother Because I was wrong In that one Go ahead Okay brother Gabriel, are you there? Well, I think he just actually, I'm going to leave his line open. Maybe he, because I know he calls you on the cell sometime, you can hear. Well, if ever you you keep, you come back, if you can hear me, Brother God, just start talking, because I know your phone sometimes breaks up. But anyway, everybody, I apologize. He is right. He is right. But I just want to say, folks, sometimes, you know, I get hung up on these phone lines. Sometimes I don't always answer calls in the right order. I ain't going to lie. I don't. Um, so please forgive me. But anyway, back to the callers at hand, uh but Brother John said, it ain't truly about the white guy living across the street. It's really not. It's really not. It is about uh the powerful people. And as the caller said they referred to Doctor Claude Anderson and others. Truly, 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 I believe uh that, that these were scholars, uh I'm talking about Doctor Claude Anderson and Francis Curtis Wilson. I think they they are analyzing some very deep things about our relationships with white people. But I think it's deeper than that, folks. I don't think that Booker T. was right by if we just pull ourselves out of our bootstraps. And, Brother Gavieta, if you, i put you on hold because I don't want you, your line is kind of loud. If you want to comment, press 1, and I promise I'll give you 10 minutes uninterrupted. So the show will go over just for Brother Gabriel to be able to say what he want to say. But you got to press 1 twice because... Right now, I don't know if you listen or not, so just press 1 and then press again, and I'll open the phone line. I'm watching your line. And I'll give you 10 minutes uninterrupted, promise. But uh, what the brother was saying about Dr. Claudia Anderson and Dr. Francis Chris Wilson, these people are pioneers, and they are analyzing, and they got the money to go and do some deep research. Dr. uh, Francis Chris Wilson is the one that told told us about uh, the University of uh, Michigan. Did y'all know that the University of Michigan conduct deep studies about African Americans? They know every single aspect, detailed thing about us. Did y'all know that? Check it out. Matter of fact, go you do it right now. Go to I don't know if you can maybe you can get online for free. I think it's a free service, but uh, it's a it's a it's a, a program within the University of Michigan. This is the craziest thing I ever heard. And uh, Doctor uh, Francis Chris Wilson was talking about this program, and i didn't I, I learned to not just take somebody's opinion and uh I began to research it and uh it's called the University of Michigan School of Social Work they are i think the world's authority on social programs, not just with african Americans but with the i think they study the behavior of like whites versus blacks it's some one of those Something they study, and they are the authority on it. I mean, they are top, 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 because you know they got money to do that. When you got money, you can do they have these think tanks and so forth. But anyway, make the long story short, I think it's deeper than just money. I think it's deeper than we need to come together and vote. I think it's deeper than vote. I think voting, our right has been taken away a long time ago. I think our votes have been uh, tossed a long time ago. Will I vote? Yes. I vote out of respect for my peers, my older, my, um, not peers, but my, um, the people that have went before us. I vote out of respect for our elders, but I don't believe that I vote for the president in office no more than, I don't believe that at all. I think they stopped counting votes a long time ago. They count them, but it don't mean anything, honestly. I think the world order is alive in effect, and I think if we knew what was really going on, we all would just There will be mayhem everywhere. We go crazy because we are being controlled by these people. But what we don't understand is it's a bigger hand behind the people that's controlling. You know, white people are not in control of the world. We talked about earlier them being uh, eight to even uh, the one caller said nine to 12%, something like that. But the truth of the matter is white people, have been ordained by the Most High to rule for such a time as this. The Bible talks about until the Gentiles, until the Gentiles be fulfilled, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. This and that shall happen until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. This is scripture, and I just believe there is no way they can rule. Think about this. How much sense this is making white people look like they're Superman. If there are only eight. To 12% of the world population Which I think they're 8 according to the United Nations But if they're 8 or 9 or whatever percent of the world's population They control 91% That makes the 91% look inferior And this gives birth to the white supremacist teaching God, the Most High, Yahweh, Yahweh Yudhav, the Almighty, what you ever want to call Him Has to be behind these people there is no way in the world for white people to do what they do unless the most high is in it some kind of way. You work beside white people. I work beside white people. We marry them. We go to church with them. We do all these things with them. We know for real they're not superior to us. So how is it ninety one percent is ruled by the other, the minority? People say, well, they, you know, they they're wicked. Well, you trying to say the ninety-one percent don't have wicked people? You trying to say the ninety-one percent don't have greedy people that work for money twenty-four-seven? They every thought is about money, 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 money. How can white people do it? We're literally saying that they are superior to us. And I think somebody got their hand up, and I'm gonna come to him, brother Gabriel. I'm gonna give you one more chance. I told you I'm giving you ten minutes, uncut, uninterrupted, even by me. You need to press one over and over and over, just by hit about one or two times, and I'll see your hand, otherwise, I'm gonna to go to this next call with someone that's that' that uh I think just pressed their hand up, okay, I'll give you about two minutes, and then we're gonna move on but folks, I'm serious, let's really think this out. Let's not play games with racism. What is behind white rule, what is behind slavery for over for the years the hundreds of years what's behind what is black people? I mean, for real, we killed the, the philosophy today. We should have, if you was listening. There's no such thing as a white man. Y'all know that. I mean, be honest with you. Sir. there's no such thing as a white man or a black man. It's too weak. It, it's just no way that we can be a race based upon color. I don't care what we say. We brand new people. We need to stop saying white and black. That's why I try to say people based people with less pigmentation or people with more pigmentation because. Unless you know who those seventy nations are in Genesis ten, you're able to point them out and pick them out. You really can't divide people in no way. I don't think white people is no more even than black people. So how can eighty ninety one percent be controlled by nine percent of the world's population? How? They have to have some extra. And how have they done it so long? This is what, again, gives birth to the white supremacist way of thinking. They feel like we're superior to y'all because we're ruling. So, I mean, really, don't they look like they're superior? But if you listen to what I'm saying, and listen to what the scripture's saying in the Most High, you listen to the Scripture that talks about how the Most High will call the people for this and that and the other to chastise the earth, like Joel, the book of Joel To Read Joel too, and tell me who those slippers. Who can be the Cinderella and wear that slipper? No other people can wear that but Caucasians. The so-called white people from Europe. And I believe that the Most High called them to do what he did. But I think prior to them, it was some other people. It was, uh, uh, you know, the Babylonians and the different people ruled Israel. Different people conquered Israel. It wasn't always a European. I think this is just the, the last people used to use. It has to be, folks. The Most High does it many times. The Syrians, the, he, he uses one people to break down other people. And when the whole planet turned against him, he uses one people to chastise the whole planet. That's all. I look at the white, our white brothers and sisters of people with very little pigmentation as modern-day belts of the Most High out of Europe. He's using the Europeans as his belt. Simple and plain, simple and plain. I can get deep with this. I can say some things I never thought about, like why in the first place that Moses was commanded to put people that had white skin, why were they not allowed to be accepted in the camp? And then you know what happens when people have common traits? get all the people with white skin together, what they're going to do? They're going to have babies. Okay, now you got a little white culture being birthed out of Israel. These were dark-skinned people with people that had white skin. Moses was commanded to let them be together, have them together. Tell you let's get deep. Okay, Eric, uh, I think I have a line that, that's um, yeah, 1111111. One, one, one. Yes, can hi, you. can you hear me? Yes, make it quick, though.
6: Yeah, yeah. I might say if you trust the people, you you might want to leave their lines open. But at any rate, there are answers to the questions you're asking. And I, I understand language fairly well. The way white people do it is they do it through science. And white people are eclectic. That means they choose the best styles, systems, or methods. They don't care where they get the information from as long as they harness it and use it for their benefit. Now, you keep saying, I, I don't know if you're saying this reflexively or if you're saying it consciously, but I want to just caution you gingerly on on, on, on how to uh, stop at a particular point and make a critical observation, and it's this. You keep saying it's deeper than that. Well, yeah, uh, you know, it may be deeper than that, but the depth at which one expresses it could be the practical uh, position that one needs to apply it and get the results i can always say something is deeper than that but the point is 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 how to harness the uh, you know the immediate practical power from it uh, so that you can utilize it uh, in the here and now do, do you follow what i'm saying are you understand not, me
0: not, not not really not really. Okay, well let
6: me explain it a little bit better, in other words, I can grow a field of corn, I can harvest and eat that corn, but I could also say there's always something deeper than than that there'll always be something deeper uh, uh you know to a particular reality. you need to understand it to the extent that it's practically. Uh, Beneficial to us That's what I'm saying to you And the thing that white people do uh, More than any other group Although other groups are doing it To a better extent To the example Asians uh, 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 Arabs And so on and so forth In fact Arabs consider themselves white And so do some Indians Indians consider themselves white And I'm talking about Indians from India And so the thing that they do is they cooperate better. That's where the white power is, is in their cooperation. And that's what Dr. Anderson talks about. Power is concentrated. When he explained how blacks should vote, they should vote as a block. They should vote as a group. Let me just finish this concept, if I may. In order to vote as a group, they would have to get on the same page. And that's what they refuse to do. They refuse to be in harmony. You know, in the scripture, I think it's in Amos, it says, Can two men walk together except they be in agreement? That's the gift that God has given us to be powerful. And just one other. At the Tower of Babel, if you go back and read that, Babel or Babel, whichever, God made a very critical observation of those people working against him in evil. He said, Now this people. Are of one language, and nothing will be withheld from them, and that's why he confused their languages and sent them into various parts of the earth. But the point I'm making to you is, white people are in agreement on certain things,
0: certain important and
6: pivotal things. And but, English, but hold on hold, on, hold on,
0: to... call look, I got, I got to do this because. I see where you're going. Anybody that's listening, they're really paying attention to you, they see where you're going. You're mentioning a very well-known person in our uh, camp, Dr. Claude Anderson, and all the work he's done to try to unify us, make us one voice, one tone, one sound. I understand that. Right, his book power. About, hold on, Hold on, hold on, right, right. Power right, night. I'm just
6: saying the book. I'm giving you the reference where the material is.
0: Right, absolutely. So what I'm saying, though, and then you go off into how white operates and this and that. I don't think you got anybody that's disagreeing with you tonight as far as where you're coming from. What I'm saying though, I'm wondering, are you understanding and that is this? I believe and it's already history. It's not something to even debate. It's already history. That in ancient times the most high would allow a nation to rise, to chastise his chosen. Most of the time it was just his chosen, he was chastised, Israel. And Israel would not be able to defeat, I I can tell you right now, when David, you know, David actually fought with the Philistines. A lot of people don't know that. They think David always fought for Israel. Yes, he slew Goliath, but actually David was with the Philistines, and the Philistines defeated Israel because the Most High had turned his back on Saul. This is when Saul went and, and Consorted with the soothsayer and called Samuel from his grave, and Samuel spoke through this woman, a spirit. This was a familiar spirit. Make the long story short, the Most High have always used one nation where He arrived of one nation and allowed them to be on His belt. So this concept, this this teaching, this this these stories is very much a part of the fabric of the Bible. It's very and then. Scripture says in Deuteronomy twenty-eight that Israel will repeat uh, Deuteronomy twenty-eight verse forty-six said that Israel will repeat, repeat, repeat forever. So if they're obedient, they're going to go through this cycle. And if, they, if they if they if they're disobedient, they're going to go through this cycle. And If they're obedient, they're going to go through the blessings, being uh, just the extreme opposite, but blessed. So what I'm saying to you, caller, is this: I hear what you're saying, but I don't believe that if we unite and become one voice, one tone, one symbol. One sound, I meant to say, uh, that we will in any way ease the oppression of white people. They just changed the laws. I got proof. I got, I have so much proof on what I just said. All right. Can, can I respond, know, respond to that? Say, I would like th- to th- respond th- to th- th- what th- you're hold, saying. Hold, well, hold on. I, I want you to. But I, I, I mean, just look around our society today. What happened when black people excel? something? they'll try to. Hey, no, it it if it's
6: not, if you don't do it, this is a competitive society.
0: So you're you're you're
6: admitting defeat. That's what I hear in your tone right now. You're admitting defeat. Well, you well, can't do that. that. Okay. I mean, uh, I, let me say this. Okay, let me let me. Are you still there? Let me let me withdraw that statement and 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 resubmit hold another on. statement. Hold okay? on, air eight
0: five nine. Hold on, brother John. What, what what happened? Just let me say for everybody, Brother John got disconnected. And he called me on my phone line, so we on a three way. So he's going to be speaking without me having to put him on hold, and not. So don't think, Brother Gabriel, I'm mistreating again. You can just press one a couple times, and I can bring you on. But call Go hear what you're saying. But yeah, I'm, I, heard... I
6: miss the solution. I, I I prefer that uh, that that handle that nomenclature. But look here. Let me first of all say I agree with you. I agree with you in practice, not in principle. Because I do agree, based on all my studies and demographics, that black people. Will, what you're saying is 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 that no matter what black people do, because it's ordained of God, um, white people will will oppress them. Is is that okay. is just what you're saying?
0: Let, let me let me say I, I'm saying this. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying what you just said. I'm saying this. There's two things we're looking at. We're looking at. Black people individually, as a, individually, like your family, my family, brother John's family, brother Gabriel's family, all the other people on the phone lines, families. Okay, that's one conversation. And then there's the nation. I don't think black people, as the nation, is about to come out of this curse at nowhere near soon. Like Brother John said, it don't look good till the Messiah returns. However, if we individually pull ourselves up and do this, that, and the other, whatever you know, the Most High, of the Spirit leads us. Yes, we can have the blessings to the blessings of our life. But we were mourn for our nation. Classic example: Christ when He got ready to li- deliver, uh, raise Lazarus from the dead. That's the only time in the Bible we know of that Christ wept. He wept because His people's of the people's unbelief.
3: He knew that. Okay out
0: of rate. Hold on, hold on. He knew uh he Thank knew he had a brother brother John, you can go in and jump in too. I'm going to leave the phone line over like the brother just suggested. But let me just get this out first and then you brothers can go. Uh Christ wept because of Israel's unbelief. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, but he wept because of his people. So likewise will we. We may excel, we may do this, that, and the other, but we're going to weep for our people because our nation is disobedient, they're hard and they're going to go through those curses. And that's all I'm saying. But the, the good news is that the Most High did say after a while, He said, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, 14, it's my people, which if they turn as a nation, I'll deliver them. Well, that ain't going to happen. Brother John is right. But he did then said that after a while he would when the heathen began to boast and say Look at look at, look at at us We controlling them they, Where is their God There are powerful people that saying just that Because they know exactly who we are That's when he would get upset with them people And judge them And he, the Bible says he would resurrect a remnant of Israel This is Romans 11 Talks about this remnant or this election So no, I do not believe that No matter what, we're just going to be cursing the white man's hand The Most High said he would deliver a remnant A small remnant But I do believe the vast majority of our people Like Brother John said is not going to be salvaged or saved. If I may go ahead, Brother John.
2: The scripture that I believe you make mention to several times, I found in Ezekiel 36 and 2, when it's and he's prophesying to Israel. And he says, Because the enemy hath said against you, Aha, even the ancient high places are are our possessions. Therefore prophesy and say Thus says the Lord God, because they have made you desolate, da-da-da-da. And so he goes on and talks about because these persons have said, aha, look what we've done to Israel. And that's not the only scripture. There's a multitude of various other scriptures where it says, hey, is the axe mightier than the hand that wields it?
0: Now, hold on, where are you reading from again? Read that again, Ezekiel, what? Right now
2: right now what i just read was ezekiel 36 and 2 uh I, I think i stopped at like verse 3 or something like that but but there are several other scriptures where oh
0: yeah uh that's not that's not even the one i was talking about there's several scriptures where he said he's going to resurrect israel because of the boasting of their oppressors go ahead
2: right and and, and it says is the axe mightier than the person that's wielding the axe the axe being the nation that's oppressing Israel and the wielding being that of the most high. And so what the brother who, who was just speaking a moment ago, um, point taken as far as that which is um political, that which is social economical goals, that persons need to pull together, vote as a block, so on and so forth. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent if it wasn't for the fact that there is a curse <laughs> that we fight against. It's not going to happen. It's To me, it's not going to happen. It just makes sense for it to happen. And as you stated, Brother Seth, you will have pockets of, uh, I guess you would say, of plenty where persons accomplish much. I have every intention on accomplishing accomplishing much, but I know that as a nation, as a people, that we will not accomplish anything as a people until – Christ returns and pulls everybody together. Ezekiel goes on further, the Valley of Dry Bones, when this nation stands up as an armed army. So I'm like, while you may be able to do well within, let's say, a school district, or you may be able to do well within a small company, so on and so forth, because persons have pulled together. They think as one as opposed to a separate entity. Great, so be it. But as far as I've read scripture, I don't see the nation, all the people scattered across this world today, pulling together and thinking as one so that now we can overcome our oppressors. No, when that rock in Daniel, when that rock hits the toes of that image of which was gold, silver, bronze, iron, and then part clay and part iron. When that rock hits the toes, then the time of the Gentiles has been fulfilled and a new period has come. That's when all these various scriptures speak of the day of the Lord. He talks about locusts in one scripture here. He talks about all types of, of, of other ways of describing the day of the Lord. When that day of the Lord takes place, that's when he will pull us together. I don't see us pulling ourselves together in Scripture. That's me.
0: Brother uh, Jay, well, well, brother, if you got to hang up, uh, Brother uh, uh, John, go ahead, because I know you call me on a three-way. If you have to go any time, go. Otherwise, just hang on. We're about to wrap up here. Uh, brother Gabriel. I went ahead and opened your line. Just like this caller said, his brother said, open up his line. I'll open up your line so whenever you start talking, we can hear you. Um uh, brother, what's it, a J from New York, right? Did I get that right? Uh, the other caller. Go ahead, brother.
6: Hello? Yeah, are you speaking to me?
0: I'm speaking to you. What yeah, Mr. Solution.
6: Again? No, let me just say this. Uh, what was your I, name? I agree, was your name? You, I agree with what you said 110%, uh, but for different reasons. Uh, I'm going to quote Dr. Anderson here on this particular issue. He he, he made some seminal statements. Uh, He said that two things impact blacks in America are, of course, white racism and black inappropriate behavior, uh, black inappropriate behavior. Those are the two issues that confront blacks in America. And today it is primarily black inappropriate behavior that uh, stymies and hamstrings them from uh, being what I call autonomous. And I have used some criteria. I, I used it, for example, for people who should offer advice, and it's based on the honor system. A person, before they offer advice, should have all of their monthly bills Current That's number one Number two They should have At least A year's Reserve uh, In a
0: um my, my brother My brother Hold on a second Hold on I've got to hold you up I've got to go here And I'm not trying To disrespect what you're saying But I think you're building Something that The average Black person Can't The average Let me just use my friends Real quick I'm not going to put John on the spot I don't know if he's Still on the line now But I'm going to say That the average person I know black person don't have enough money to save up for a month. You you know, I know what Dr. Claude is saying, but this right, black let me person, finish
6: this point, brother, and then you come in. Allow me to complete the thought
0: and then you can let, proceed uh from there. Is that okay? Well well I don't no, it's not okay. Here's why I'm not because not that I don't want you to talk. It's just yeah, we can hold it listen my brother. If well, we give me the able, opportunity oh, oh, Hold on hold on, hold on one second. I, now, I know speak, a one wait second. a minute. You
6: ask me to speak and then you interrupt me, allow me to make the point.
0: Yeah, but I can't just let you go on and on and on. What I'm saying to I'm you not going to hold go on one. and on. I'm just going to make a three pronged
6: oh. point and then I'm going to let you Seth. respond to it.
0: Well hold on let one second.
2: Let him please let him make that point because I have a response to that
0: statement. I'm okay. begging
2: you to let him make that point.
0: All right, guess two here is better than one. Go ahead. Thank
6: you. Uh, what what, I, what I'm saying is is that before we offer advice, our advice should work for us. And I've developed a three prong uh honor system. Our point uh, before people offer advice: number one, have all your monthly bills current. Number two have at least a year's reserve. Now, that's what financial planners tell us, uh, to have at least a year's reserve uh, for emergencies and for peace of mind, to lower our stress level, because lack of money uh, is related to health and uh, higher stress levels. And number three, I say that a person should have an elimination uh, every 12 hours. And what that does is the first two allows a person to be focused. If you owe a bunch of people and you have a bunch of people nipping at your heels, bill collectors, you are distracted by that, number one. Number two, if you haven't had an elimination in the last 12 hours, you're toxic. So the point of it is a toxic, unfocused person should not be offering advice to anybody. Now the remedial aspect of that is if a person doesn't have that, they need to be working on getting it, and that's the minimum. Okay. Close quote.
2: Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can I? Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, keep in mind, and uh, I'll I'll have to pre-qualify my statement to to you because Brother Seth, he knows my heart and my intent, but you may not not to be contrary or to just to to be on the other side of the table but my concern with that statement is this you're saying that before anyone can offer advice they need to have these this particular standing which you laid out those several points and see for me I'm I'm like there are several scriptures in proverbs and ecclesiastes and one of them talks about a poor man who was able to save a city through his wisdom, but his wisdom was despised because he was poor. Now, I'm confident that that poor man did not have 12 months of reserves, uh, and that's what the financial planners would like for him to have before he saved that city. The problem, in my opinion, with what you just laid out is that it it makes it look as though wisdom is a part of the 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 wealth and the earning and the capabilities of the Babylonian world system, which we dwell in today. And it's not. Wisdom is wisdom. Wisdom is the fear of God. Wisdom is eschewing evil. That's what wisdom is. So to me, you can have somebody who may have bills, they may be living check-to-check, check, whatever the case may be. But if they have a link into the most high by way of the spirit, because that's the only way you're gonna get it, they can open up the eyes of a person and and counsel them in a given area, and it may not be finances, but the thing is that we cannot we cannot let the persons who have great wealth and great resources define what wisdom is. Wisdom is wisdom aside from wealth, aside from resources. Those things often are a derivative of, of wisdom, but not in and of itself. And I think that that particular scripture brings that out, and there's another scripture, again, that talks about that where it says the wisdom of the poor man is despised. Why? because he doesn't have wealth and something to prove that he's wise in this world they despise it they don't take it it's not good enough but wisdom All right, is good. Well,
6: may may i respond to that i i i i i take that under advisement and 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 like i say learn from anything a broken clock is right twice a day i would say to you one is really wise really wise they will apply their wisdom to their situation and allow it to work for them. I respect what you say. I understand what you're saying. Trust me. But at the same time you've got to realize that I don't want to I don't want to be trained by a fat trainer. I don't want to uh, be advised by a bankrupt financial planner. I want the person who is giving me advice I, I want the wisdom of that advice to have worked for them.
0: Right. Now let, let me let me jump here and say this, Carla. And uh I, I John, I, I sometime you I guess I'm glad you're on the line because I I didn't realize you was gonna be that short, my brother, with your three points and I'm glad you didn't get to that. I apologize. But I'm just trying to make sure what I'm trying to say gets out, you know, and that is this. I hear what you just said, basically, what you just said, you can never go wrong if you if you listen to somebody that's slim and they're a trainer, like you said, a fat trainer, but have you ever thought about this A fat trainer know what it's like to be both slim and fat? He knows how to tell you how not to get like him and and uh oftentimes poor people you know about the hood i I would assume you do how there's more happiness in the hoods than any suburb, any day. I can prove that.
3: Yeah, yeah there,
0: there, there, there's a lot of pain in the in the. In the but why would a, a well-to-do young girl want to spend all her time in the hood? Because there's something in that hood, there's the realness. And I think it's because people are more humble. People are more, what they say about thugs, thugs is more real. What are they really trying to say? Thugs is more transparent. So I hear what you're saying. There is some truth in what you're saying. I mean, who would argue with that? Bills current, one-year reserve, and 11 nations every 12 hours. Who would argue that that person is going to be better mind-free to articulate what he needs? But not necessarily be wise because if that was the case, all these people that has got enough money to pay off their bills for five years and have a billion in the bank and in perfect health, they wouldn't be corrupting our world. They are the people that's got the world in a situation, not the people that can't pay their bills uh, paycheck to paycheck. They don't have no power. The people, the state of our world is because of people that's got more than a year reserve. The state of our world in our country is by people whose bills are current. These are the demon-possessed, demon-oppressed people that's walking around every day harassing us and got our young people committing suicide and got our young boys in wars where they shouldn't be these are the people that can boast that they got their bills paid, and so I just wanted to say that. But listen, guys, I got to wrap the show up. I hope uh, your, your brother. Your brother. Your name is Jay, right? You called from New York, right? Or did I get it wrong? Caller, not not Brother John, but the other caller. What was your name again? Oh, the, the, you're speaking to me? No, not Brother John. The other brother.
6: No. Th- that may be me. This is Mr. Oh.
0: Solution. Okay. What's your What's your name? What's your name? Mr. Solution. Oh, Mr. Okay. And you call from what city? Because I want to remember you the next time. L. A. Okay. I will never oh, forget. No wonder
2: he's so quick on his toes. It's still it's hitting twelve o'clock out there. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: But listen,
0: it's, it's, listen. It's, listen. But listen, John, I'm um, good to hear from you, and but, but Mrs. Solution, good to hear from you and the other brother hung up, and Brother Garfield, hopefully he'll finally my heart forgive me. That's the number one brother list to the show, and I apologize. I dropped the ball. He right. I did have him on hold more than you, Brother John. Hopefully he'll forgive me, but i got to wrap this show up, y'all. Listen, I don't want this this, this automated thing to cut off on me. Sometimes it'll cut off before I say bye, and I want to say bye to everybody. I really, really appreciate y'all uh, stopping by and, and sharing your wisdom and and your knowledge, and uh, please follow the show, uh, Mr. Solution, and anybody else listening to this show in the archive, please follow the show. That's the only thing we ask of you is that you just follow the show. Okay, you can't give me money. Uh, maybe I'll, if, you, if you can't, I'm talking about some of you can, and that's fine. You know, you get a hold of me if that's the case. But some of y'all, you enjoy the show from week to week, just simply follow the show. Get a, get a message sent to your cell phone, a little bit of mine, and that's all I ask. That's all that's you know, I I just saw recently mentioned even supporting the show financially. I'm talking about following us and let's stay in the family. So brother John, uh I'm gonna How go here.
6: Okay, brother. All right, great show got... Solutions signing off. Uh, God bless. Hey, thank you, Mr.
2: Solutions.
0: Uh, Good to meet you, man. Yes, yes. Thank you, my brother. And I I'm I'm
2: gonna
0: go off with a song and uh it's you know, I always try to leave with a song that's going to really make us think. And, Brother John, you might want to check this out as well if you hadn't already hung up. And this is a song, an old one. It's, this is called um, I'll Keep You in Perfect Peace, Whose Mind Has Stayed on Me. Just a perfect message for to end of the show. And, uh, and then, Brother John, after this song goes off, I want to holler at you real quick if you don't mind, okay? But check this out, everybody. Good night. It is coming. This is Andre Crouch. Okay. Hold on, everybody. I don't know why this clip is not playing. Well, let's do another one.